Hey, you guys. Hope you guys are doing good. Oh, my gosh. Let me make sure my screens are up. I'm so. <laughs> it's been a long week. It feels good to be back. Hey, y'all. I'm glad y'all can see me. We got a good connection. Okay. Them Airbnb internets were trash. So I tried to go live the other day and I couldn't do it because, and she's swapping down. Oh, now I got, I got that good high speed. You can live stream in my Airbnb. Man, I went live. You can hear every other sentence. I was frozen every two seconds. I was like, fuck this damn Wi-Fi. I'm out. So that's why I had to leave 10 minutes, you know, into the stream. I just, I can't bring y'all bad quality. I said, let me go ahead, go back to Minnesota. Okay. Well, I got that good, good high speed internet and do a stream for y'all. So Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. I'm a little cute October baby. Thank you. I'm assuming you're a Libra. I love me some Libras. So thank you so much, y'all, for coming through. I had a wonderful time in Atlanta. I didn't expect to be down there that long, but it's a lot. When you are creating your own table, honey, it is a lot of work, okay? And thank goodness I have a decent team behind me. So thank y'all for just like really stepping up and helping. But it's a lot of work. Like I said, it's me funding the entire thing because I wasn't trying to wait on sponsors and you know, I, I didn't I didn't feel like trying to figure out whose peen I needed to suck to get this done. I ain't got time. OK, fuck that. I'm going to do it myself. So um, everything is going good. I'm super excited for June 10th. If you've not gotten your tickets, please get them. We still have some tickets available. Um, mainly the all day tickets are probably going to be your best bet. The evening tickets are all gone. So most people are just doing the all day tickets. Um, there'll be breaks in between the times that we're shooting. Um, we have vendors there. There'll be food that you can purchase. So it's going to be a fun time. And then, like I said, Saturday is going to be the party. So that's when we're going to kick it. So make sure you guys pay attention to your emails. All of the information will be listed on the emails and things like that. So I have a lot of stuff planned. Um, I have, you know, a lot of, you know, surprise people coming through. Um, I'm not going to name anybody because y'all know, child. People be like, yeah, I want to come. I'm down. And then, you know, somebody, you know, offers them a big bag and they're out. So I'm not depending on any one or two people. Um, I put out the invites. I got a lot of responses. So whoever comes, comes. But either way, this is for me and my tea sippers. And I'm super duper excited. So thank you guys, everybody who's bought tickets, people who are flying in. Like, it's just very humbling. I mean, I got people coming from all over the country. So thank y'all. Um, Again, as far as like hotel accommodations, um, the rooms that I had booked out, they like y'all snatched them up quickly, but we're working with the gentleman. He's a tea sipper as well to get some more rooms. So if you're still looking, shoot me an email and I can get you that info. But other than that, y'all have to find your own place to stay. Y'all either can check Airbnb or just go to a hotel. Please do not buy a ticket and then email me and be like, now what? I, 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 you tell me. What, you want me to pick you up from the airport and have you stay with me too? Like, I'm not doing that. You have to have your own place to stay. You have to have your own transportation. I know some of y'all have never traveled anywhere. So just please understand, don't just show up in Atlanta. There's no, there's not going to be anybody waiting there for you. So make sure you have a hotel to stay at, an Airbnb. A lot of the discorders, they're like, you know, rooming up and getting, you know, four and five bedroom Airbnbs. I see y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are doing the roommate thing. So that's dope. Um, You know, 
come with your partner, you know, buy a ticket, get a hotel room. Just make sure you have somewhere to stay, okay? Please do not buy a ticket and then email me and be like, okay, T, now what do I do? Ma'am, you need to get a place to stay, possibly a rental car, okay? Like, we're not picking up people at the airport. Nobody's staying with me. I just want to make that very, very clear, okay? I will see you guys at the event. We will kick it Saturday. We will have fun, but I'm not bringing any people that I don't personally know to stay with me, okay? It's about safety first. Also, um, speaking on safety, there will be a lot of security there. I'm not playing. I'm paying a lot of money for security just because of all the crazy shit that's going on in this world. I'm, I'm not playing at all. So you don't have to worry about that. There will be police on the premises. People will be searched. So we definitely have a, a, a nice security budget, trust and believe. So we're going to have a good time. I'm super, super excited. So again, if you have not gotten your tickets, um, it's June 10th. Um, we'll be filming all day. Make sure you copy tickets at lovelyteapodcast.com. Um, you just don't know who's going to show up, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, people saying, hey, just come to you know this city and that city. I, I don't know about any other cities. Right now, it's in Atlanta. Please stop emailing me and inviting me to Birmingham, Alabama. I have no... Like, I, I, I'm not going anywhere as of now. I'm only focusing on Atlanta. <laughs> I appreciate it. Trust me. I appreciate that y'all want me to come to other cities. But this is not cheap. Like I said, I'm not sponsored. Nobody's paying me for this. I'm coming out of pocket for everything. So I can't think about putting on a show in Birmingham, Alabama, until, you know what I'm saying, the show in Atlanta goes off smoothly. And then we'll decide if we'll go to other cities. But, you know, all this, hey, come to Birmingham. What's in Birmingham? <laughs> Shout out to Birmingham. We see y'all. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think Birmingham is that far from Atlanta. So just drive on down to Atlanta. You know, that's going to be where the big show is. But I've had a ball. I've had a good time. Child, they had me wearing some tour shit. Y'all know I'm team Walmart chic, honey. Just give me a cute little top. You know, usually when people see me up here in Minnesota, child, I'm just running around a little sweat outfit. You know what I'm saying? Some jeans and the top and that's it. You know, that's my style. I know a lot of y'all clown me and say I need a fashion stylist and all this goofy shit. I feel like this. I live in the Midwest. There's not a lot of stuff that goes on here. If y'all can find me all these high-end shit to go to, please let me know. There's just not a lot of stuff that goes on here. So I don't know what y'all want me to have a fashion stylist for to go where? To, to wear high-end shit to an AAU game? To wear high-end stuff to Walmart? Absolutely not. I wear what I want to wear and what, you know, what I feel comfortable in. But I understand Atlanta is a whole nother ball game, and this is a big event. So I do have a stylist for this event for all y'all who pick on me and pick on my damn clothes all the damn time. I like my clothes. I like the way I dress. But I guess it's not high end for some of y'all. You know, because a lot of these other influencers, you know, they're going to come through with the Fendi Fit and the Balenciagas just to make a YouTube video. That's just not my style. I don't feel like I need to wear my wealth, okay? That's just me. I just don't feel like I need to wear it unless it's for like special occasions. And so this is a special occasion. Um, the shit was not cheap, but I'm excited. You know what I mean? Like the the dresser, the fashion dresser, Steven, or the stylist, I guess that's what you call him. He did a really good job because I'm very insecure in my body. I know people are like, oh, you shouldn't be insecure. Um, if I'm insecure, y'all may be this way, Jody. Okay, in my event voice. People are like, what are you insecure about? Because y'all pick people apart all the time on the internet. Y'all have told me I'm shaped like a chicken. I look like I'm about to fall over. Somebody said I was shaped like a, a slice of pizza because I had big boobs and I'm skinny. 
Y'all have made me insecure over the years. This is why I don't post a lot of pictures of me. Okay. Yeah, I've been showing y'all pictures of me this week because I've been in Atlanta having a good time. I had went to Rashida's birthday party. But yeah, the last time somebody said I was shaped like a pizza. I was just fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody who's skinny is flat chested. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't help the size of my breast. And the thing is, y'all don't knock people who get breast implants. Look at all the celebrities with fake tits. Y'all praise them all day. But then somebody with just naturally big titties, y'all be like, it's too much. You look like a chicken. You look about to fall over. Cluck, 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 cluck. I be like, damn, Gina. Which I know, honey. That's what, that's what the trolls do. That's what they're here for. But this is me. You know what I'm saying? I came out. I went to Miss Rashida had a birthday party this weekend. And I, it was good seeing Yandy. I was, it was my first time meeting Rashida. She's very cool. It was good seeing Yandy again. Yandy is a sweetheart. It's always a good time with her. So we had fun. That was at her party. Um, let me see here. I'm just going through the pictures. I met Candy, too. Candy was really nice. Todd was there. Had a good conversation with Todd. And DC's very, very cool guy. Um, I like them together. So we had a good time. And this is me and Spice. I love me some spice. I was so excited to meet her. She was just super, super sweet. So it was really good chopping up with her. And that was me at the end. Yes. Okay. Like I said, y'all have made me feel insecure. So, you know, that's why I don't post a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Full body pictures and shit. And, you know, plus it's like, you know, I've really been dieting. I've lost 12 pounds. I really wish I could just go back to being like 125 pounds. Like that would be like, oh my God, goals. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to being like really thin and, you know, I've gained weight as I've gotten older. So it's just kind of, I'm getting used to this new body, yaddy, yaddy bullshit that y'all keep screaming legs and hips and thighs and body, yaddy, you know what I'm saying? The new candy sign. I'm getting more used to it, but you know, I, I'm used to like being like 125, you know what I'm saying? Pounds. So it's like, you know, I've gotten a little bit thicker and it's just like, damn, you know, but um, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Um, it was fun, you know, it was fun to dress up and wear shit outside of Walmart clothing and sweatpants. It was nice putting on a cute old, you know, club dress, you know, skirt and stuff. So I, I had a good time in Atlanta. I did. I had a good time. Um, I met a lot of wonderful people. And one thing I like about Atlanta is just, it's a lot of black excellence down there. It's a lot of black people who work hard, you know, who run businesses and, you know, who are trying to make a way for themselves outside of like the reality TV. You know, there's just a lot of hardworking people down there. And I'm just super excited to like really give back to the community because they show me a lot of love down there, honestly. So that's why I wanted to pick Atlanta, just because every time I've been down there, it's been nothing but love. Even we went to that crab place, the seafood joint. We didn't pay for none of that food. Y'all seen that video we put up, all that food. It was, we didn't pay for none of that. It was like, oh, shit, you know, come to the grand opening. They looked out. So that was very, very sweet. You know, so I've just had a good time. Um, and just thank you guys for the support. You know what I'm saying? So let me go ahead. Oh my God. Y'all are going in with these super chats. I appreciate y'all child. Um, so it's a lot to talk about. It's a lot of mess going on, but, um, we're going to be here for a while. So, you know, grab y'all's teacups. We're definitely going to be here for a while talking about stuff. So first and foremost, I got to talk about this Josh Duggar situation. As you guys know, I've been keeping my foot, okay, my size eights, on Josh Duggar's neck for years. 
since back when I was living in damn Cali. I was making videos on this man. And Josh Duggar, to me, is like the, the living embodiment of a pampered, pompous asshole. Even his mugshot, the fact that in his mugshot, he's smiling, lets you know that he feels like he's untouchable. Like there's nothing y'all can do to him. Let me show y'all this, this mugshot with his thinning hair and shit. This is Josh Duggar. You can just tell he just knew he was going to get off. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just here visiting, but I'll be gone soon enough. And when it came out years ago that he was feeling on his sisters and that his sisters, you know, were very uncomfortable around him and the daddy and the mama, you know, Jim Bob and I forgot the mama name child. Um, they were trying to make excuses. The dad even came out and was like, oh, all brothers fill on their little sisters. Grown bitch, not my brothers. What, I don't know what you got going on in your 19 kids and counting household, but that's not normal. Okay. Brothers are not going around here filling on their little sisters. So I didn't, I didn't agree with that. And I was a watcher of the show. I watch a lot of reality television. I watch it all, child. I know I got no life. But yeah, I watched the Duggars. I was here for it. I said, this is like an old-ass Amish family. The lady is treating her damn coochie like a damn circus uh, vehicle. You know, just little, little baby clowns popping out every year. After a while, she was just having babies just to be on this show. I'm like, damn, 19 kids and counting? And I remember, remember when she had, um, it's not funny, but I remember like she had lost one of her kids and nobody cared. Like no one cared. We were, Bitch, sit down. You got 19 kids. We're not about to mourn with you over the 21st, 20th child. So, you know, ew, this family's just weird. So we've watched them, you know, from them being, you know, young kids. And we watched the daughters get married off. We watched him get married and have, you know, seven kids of his own. Then it came out that he was touching on his sisters and all this stuff because they were supposed to go on the Oprah Winfrey show. That's how everything first came out. They went on the Oprah. They were going to the Oprah Winfrey show and somebody sent an anonymous, anonymous letter to Oprah and said, hey, I don't know if you know this, but you may not want to have the Duggars on your show because that boy Duggar, Josh, he'd been filling up on his sisters. He done touched the neighbor's child. He's a damn pervert and he's in the church. The daddy's making all of us pray for his sins. You know, like, no, he's a pervert. He needs to be in jail. We, we're tired of praying for his sins because he's not stopping. So when they sent the letter to Oprah, Oprah's team was like, oh, shit, we're not trying to get caught up in this. So they sent the letter to the FBI. OK, so this is how everything first came out, because, again, they went from being good old Christians. Oh, we just, you know, we just read our Bible and sing hymns and dress like pilgrims. to now y'all want to be famous. OK, they want to go on the Oprah show. So the FBI gets involved. Um, you know, the daddy says that they had contacted a police officer that was a member of the church to talk to him. They didn't want him to go to jail because then he'd be corrupted by the world, which to me is very interesting because it seems like he was already corrupt from, you know, filling up on his sisters. But OK, I digress. So supposedly this police officer that was a member of the church was supposed to take Josh under his wing. And so Josh went to stay with him for like a month or so. And he was supposed to give him some type of counseling. Child, why did it come out that the police officer had porn on his shit? He was arrested like three years ago. I said, well, ain't this about a bitch? That's the blind leading the blind. You're trying to counsel him on not molesting kids and your dumb ass is, is into child porn too? You can't make this stuff up. When I tell you I've been following up with this case, I don't do a video on these people all the time, but I know the ins and outs of this case. I've just been sipping slow. So then the police officer gets arrested. He's thrown in jail for child porn. 
So eventually they're like, well, the statute of limitations, you know, it's just, there's not enough info. And remember Jim Bob, he's, he's very high up there. He's like a Republican. He, I don't know. He's very high up there. He wants to eventually run for like mayor, governor, some shit child. He's, um, he's very, he's in the political, uh, spectrum down there. And I think they're from Arkansas. So, um, after that, things kind of simmer down, right? They were able to kind of avoid that controversy. The show was canceled. But then, you know, like they do with white shows, what they did is they made a spinoff. Oh, we're going to cancel 19 Kids and Counting because, you know, this whole allegation situation. But then we're going to turn around and make 19, or wait, what is it, 19 and Counting On? They made a spinoff with the daughters, you know, because this was the best thing to hit TLC. Nobody was watching TLC before the damn Duggars. We didn't give a damn. And so, you know, TLC, they just always had these weird shows like the Duggars. Um, what else they have on that on that station? They had all types of weird shit. Fat people, 600-pound people sitting at each other. Fat sisters. They just have all types of weird stuff on TLC, okay? So the Duggars was like a really big ratings pull for, for them. Um, they also had the things with the little people. Little people, big world. I watch them too. I watch all these bullshit shows, right? Yes, counting on. Yes, little people, big world. The little man, he was always drunk and getting DUIs and shit. He had that big ass farm. The son got knocked in the head with a pumpkin. <laughs> Why do I watch the TLC channel? I don't know. It's just a bunch of weird white people on this channel that be cracking me up, child. So, yeah, hoarders, the little couples. Thank you, John and Kate plus eight. The TLC channel is ratchet. Y'all love to talk about uh, loving hip-hop and VH1. Y'all better watch that damn TLC channel. That is the ratchet channel for the white community, okay? keep the. Am I lying? John and Kate plus eight. He keep knocking her up, and then, then they want to get a divorce. Kate talking about she want to start dating again. Not with them damn eight kids, you don't. I check her for you with them eight babies. So... Yes, My Strange Addiction, they be eating dirt and all types. TLC is just a weird channel, but I watch it. You know what I'm saying? I, got nothing else to say. I live in the Midwest. So I watch it all, okay? So I go from TLC to E to VH1 to BET, all the shows I watch. So back to the Duggars. So now this is when I started getting on his ass. The Ashley Madison thing happens. Remember, Ashley Madison got hacked. Oh, and they were spilling all types of good tea, honey, and I was here for it. Now, Ashley Madison is a website where men go to cheat. You know, you go to cheat. There's all types of, you know, cute girls there. They don't want a commitment. They just want some pain and money. So men can go there to cheat, and they're supposed to keep it discreet. They're not going to tell your wife. They're not going to tell your baby mama. None of that stuff. We're just here to fucking exchange money and keep it pushing. So they start releasing all the names. And, you know, most of the names, nobody cared. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Rasheem Smith. <laughs> Craig Johnson. Michael Brown, who cares? We don't know who these people are. All of a sudden, we see an interesting name, Josh Duggar. <laughs> I said, oh, hell no, stop the press. Not, not the good Christian, not the pilgrim man, Josh Duggar, on Ashley Madison cheating on his wife. And at that time, she had had like maybe like four or five kids by his ass. So now everybody's like, oh, hell no. Josh Duggar's on Ashley Madison cheating and hooking up with people? Uh-uh. So that caused a whole nother controversy. At that point, I had to drag him. I said, look, y'all don't already let him get away with filling up on his sisters. Jim Bob made all types of excuses for Josh Duggar. But now he's cheating on his wife, okay? And he's on Ashley Madison. But y'all are the ones 
who for years on this TV show, they're, they're Bible thumpers. You know what I'm saying? Thou should not commit adultery. Thou should not fornicate before marriage. You know, the daughters had to be married off. It was, you know, they lived like in the old school days, right? So I find it very interesting that for somebody who was raised in, the, in this old school Christian way, that you would even find an Ashley Madison. I really didn't even know about this site until the scandal came out. I didn't know this site existed. I said, well, damn, I learned something new. Okay. So Josh Duggar's on there. He gets caught cheating. And he comes out with, a, you know, a whole song and dance. Oh, I'm sorry. And oh, I was corrupted by the world. And, you know, I made a mistake. And, you know, God knows my heart. You know, Christians love that shit. Oh, God knows my heart. Yeah, okay, Josh. So everybody was like, oh, you know, everybody cheats. But I, I was like, nah, fuck that. This ain't, you know, it's not like we found, you know, uh, damn it, who can we just name this? Let's say we found a LeBron James, right? People are like, oh, no, that's messed up. But at least LeBron James is of this world. He listens to hip hop. He dances. He raps. You know what I mean? We wouldn't be as shot. But no, you're not going to sit here and just try and act like Josh Duggar being on here is not a big deal. Oh, hell no. Not the good Christian who looks down on everybody. So that's when I drug him. And then at that point, I'm like, something ain't right with this dude. Like he has two different personas. Something is up. So what ended up happening is after he got caught cheating on his wife, the wife don't want to leave. Because, you know, you know, them old, you know, good Christian, you know, uh, pilgrim ladies, they know a comfortable roof over their head when they see one. She didn't want to go back to the barn milking cows and shit. You know what I mean? She liked the lifestyle she was living. So she was like, I'm not going to leave you. Me and the kids will stay. But you need to put stuff on your computer where we can monitor you, where we can see what you're doing. My thing is, if I had to put monitoring device on my husband's computer, I don't need to be with him because that's a bit much. So at the computers in their home, they had everything monitored. So at the home computer, Josh is acting like he's just, you know, Googling just normal stuff. How to fix a car. How to fix a roof. Things to do on Valentine's Day. Everything on that computer was normal. Child, all the drama was on his work computer. Okay? So when she would look at the home computer, it looked like he's just doing normal stuff. He's on YouTube watching Lovely Tea and probably crying because she's dragging him. But he's not doing anything out the ordinary. But see, the real tea was he was at his job. Because he had to go work at the car lot. Because after that, the family, they didn't disown him. But, you know, they were mad that he kind of messed up their TLC bag. So they said, well, you work over here. You work on the car lot. You sell cars. And shut the hell up. We're over here with 19 kids and counting on. So Josh was selling cars. But while he was selling cars, in between selling cars, this pervert was on the dark web. He had all types of, like, computer things to get on the dark web. He was using all types of torrents and things to try and cover his track. Well, there's a very evil video on the dark web. I've heard of it. I would never go search it out. Not interested in watching it. But it's a very, very wicked video. And please, y'all, do not go searching for this video because you could probably get tied up in an investigation. Um, but what really caught him up, he was going to go Google, not Google, he was on the dark web, um, watching Daisy's destruction. And I've heard of the video. It's a very sick demonic video where they're basically um, doing just the worst imaginable things to an infant. Um, and so it's something about that video that triggered something. All of a sudden the feds end up 
showing up at the car dealership to come confront because they don't know who it is at the point. They just know that whoever is watching these child porn videos and other stuff, they're at this dealership. So Josh is playing it off like, well, I don't know. There's other co-workers here. might have been a co-worker who was watching the video and all this stuff. And so he's just, you know, just as cool as a cucumber as he's talking to the police. Um, child, after that, they felt like there was something, you know, not right. So at that point, they issued search warrants. They took all the computers from the job. They took everything. And sure enough, they found thousands of child pornography, videos, imagery, everything. He was swapping stuff with people. The judge said this was one of the most disgusting cases of child porn he's ever seen. So let me read to you guys some of the things that the judge said during trial yesterday. I had took some notes. The whole thing is just very, very disturbing, especially coming from this good Christian family. I mean, there was things that the judge said that he can't get out of his psyche. That's how disturbed he was. And mind you, Josh Duggar, who's a father of seven children, he has a lot of small kids. So his kids are around the same age as these children that were being abused in these videos. Very disturbing stuff. Let me pull up to see the part where the judge was talking i have it on my notes too hold on okay let me read this let me show y'all this real quick here and i'm just gonna read to y'all because i can't find it and it's a long article But I have the notes here on my desktop. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, here it is. The court heard in December how the dad of seven used the desktop computer at the car dealership to to troll the dark web for hundreds of warped film and photos. One notorious movie, Daisy's Destruction, featured the abuse and torture of an infant. Another sequence of images depicted a girl being whipped with a cat, O'Nine tail, tied up and locked in a dog cage. So the judge is saying, I can't get the dog kennel image out of my head. The description of Daisy's destruction is horrific. It's sick. The judge Brooks said during sentencing, he told Duggar that his crimes were exacerbated by the sadistic nature of the abuse and the ages of the kids involved and his refusal to accept guilt. The little girl featured in Daisy's destruction appeared to be no older than an infant, the Judge Brooks added, describing the particular title as one of the sickest of the sickest. Okay? So, like I've always said, where there's smoke, there's fire. This man was so sheltered, allegedly, by this family and this good Christian facade. How did he have, you know, like, Enough even wherewithal to even know where to find this type of stuff. Like the dark web, people don't understand, right? And we've talked about this on Discord. The internet is like an iceberg, right? So you have the tip of the iceberg, which is the normal internet. This is where we're at. Hi, y'all. We're on the normal internet. How y'all doing? Okay. That is the normal internet. That's the top of the iceberg. 
Then below the surface that you don't see is the dark web. You're not, you can't, you're not just going to happen to luck up and just show up in the dark web. You have to go through all types of channels. You have to use all types of devices. It's a very sinister place. It's a lot of shit that goes on in there. Um, you have to know, like you have to have a lot of computer smarts because it's, it's like, it's almost like going to one of those Hollywood parties. You're not just going to show up at the door like, hey, I'm here for the mansion party. You got to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who's low-key vetted you to be able to get into the party, right? You're not just going to show up at an eyes wide shut party. That is like the dark web. So what I'm thinking, being that he was so sheltered his whole life, because remember on the show, they weren't even allowed to like watch TV. They, internet, what's the internet? Like they didn't know shit. They were like this pilgrimage family, right? Pilgrim family. I believe that cop, the one that was supposed to school him for a few months, I think the cop is really, because he was a teenager at that time, very impressionable. I think that corrupt cop might have been who turned him on to that. Because remember, that cop was arrested for the same thing. And then interesting enough, fast forward years later, so is Josh. So while they were talking about, oh, we don't want to send him to the youth authority. We don't want him to go to, you know, regular jail with these bad kids who might turn him out even worse. Well, y'all, you know, literally sent your son to this officer who probably would have turned him out and turned him on to all that stuff. At the end of the day, had he been, you know, convicted back then and held accountable, it probably wouldn't have happened. I think the fact that he kept getting away with stuff because of who he was, who his father was, his father's political ties. He thought he was untouchable. So I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad for these babies and these young people that are in these underground porn tapes on the dark web, because every time those videos are played and they're shared, those babies are victimized again and again and again. Okay. A lot of these kids never get over that and they end up offing themselves. Like, this is a very, very sick industry, you know? And I also, like, feel so bad for the police officers. If you ever talk to police or people in law enforcement who've had to deal with, like, child abuse, especially sexual abuse situations, that is shit that's hard to leave your psyche. That A lot of them have to end up getting counseling because that's not how normal people are wired. You're not wired to find fucking babies attractive and want to do things to them. So that is like some really demonic stuff that this man was into. So I, I feel no ways. I don't care. People talking about, well, he didn't know. And, you know, he was sheltered. That's not an excuse. He knew enough to, to uh, climb his ass into the dark web and look up Daisy's destruction. Nasty ass. So he wasn't that innocent. Okay. Let me play out this news clip. I was happy as hell when this news came out. Breaking alert. social status, or anything else, no one is above the law, and that's what this case demonstrates. First of all, we are following breaking news. Former reality TV star Josh Duggar has been sentenced to more than 12 years in prison on child pornography charges. Thanks for joining us for your 5 News at 5. I'm Darren Bob, And I'm Erica Thomas. Josh Duggar sentenced to more than 12 years in prison after being convicted of receiving child porn. Yeah, we'll have team coverage starting with 5 News reporter Michael Wilson at the federal courthouse in Fayetteville. Micah, Duggar could end up in one of two prisons. 
Yeah, Darren and Erica, both of those are federal prisons. Now, one is in Seagullville, Texas, which has a sex offender treatment program, which is recommended for Duggar. Now, the other one is in Texarkana. But despite which prison he goes to, he will have to pay fines up to $50,000. And once he is released from federal prison, he will spend the next 20 years on supervised release with several conditions. Now, some of those include registering as a sex offender. The judge based his decision off three categories, which is content, community, and conduct. Now, in the content category, the judge mentioned how Duggar had less than 600 images, which he says is significantly lower than the average of more than 4,000. However, the judge says the type of images Duggar had are some of the worst he has seen, saying that that he cannot get some of the images out of his head. And as far as conduct, the judge mentioned how Duggar went to extreme lengths to make sure that his activity was undetectable. He also looked at Duggar's past of physical abuse with children as young as age five. And with community, the judge looked at whether the images were shared, which the judge says Duggar showed those images on the dark web with peers. The judge also took into account public safety and compared similar sentences with offense levels of 39 like Duggars. Now the average in the nation for those offense levels is 192 months. So Duggar got a bit less with that 12 years. Now before reading off Duggar's sentencing uh, more than 12 years in federal prison, the judge did say, quote, the punishment is sufficient but not greater than necessary. For now we're live here outside of the federal courthouse in Fayetteville covering news where you live. Michael Wilson, Five News. All right, Micah, thanks. Five News reporter Catherine Gilker now talked with the prosecution moments after the judge sentenced Duggar. Catherine, what did they have to say? The prosecution asked the judge for the maximum sentence of 20 years in prison, and even though they didn't get the sentence they were hoping for, they say they are still very pleased with the outcome. The U.S. Attorney for the Western District, David Focal, says... This case shows no matter someone's wealth or social status that no one is above the law and his office will continue to investigate these cases no matter who the defendant is. He says his office redoubled their efforts in doing everything they can to protect children. He says this trial and sentencing is for all victims of child abuse and this case shows that these children are subject to some of the worst kinds of abuse imaginable. He says this case also shows that those children's pain and suffering is real. We know that this sentence isn't going to take away the suffering and the pain that they've already felt. Okay, I'm going to come back on the screen, but you guys got a chance to see that. So I, for one, am glad that he finally got sentenced. You know, some people feel like it's not long enough. I mean, I'm not the judge. You know, at least he got 12 years. Um, At least he's finally being held accountable because this man has been on some fuck shit for years. But people have let it slide. Uh, most people don't talk about it because it's considered white news. I don't care. Y'all know me. I'm going to cover it all. White, black, Asian, whatever. Especially if you're like messing with children. To me, that's just disgusting. So I'm glad that he finally got held accountable because he's used to just getting a pat on the, you know, a, a slap on the wrist and then, you know, being allowed to just carry on with his life. So I bet you now that he's in jail and getting ready to serve prison time. I'm sure that that smile is going to be wiped off his smug ass face. So good riddance to Josh Duggar. Okay. Um, let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Let's see. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Anna, uh, Anne Gracios. I don't know how to say it, but thank you. They said, Hey T love you. And them big old bitties. 
Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you, love. Um, Marvin D says, hey, sis, looking gorgeous as always. Good to see you back home. Thank you, Marvin. I'm glad to be back home. There's nothing like being home and sleeping in your own bed. I think that's why I've been getting so much sleep since I've been back. Just because it's hard to, like, get comfortable in somebody else's, you know, space. So thank you. Um, C. Johnson says, happy Thursday, auntie. I can't make it to the ATL show, but I'll catch the next one, hopefully, in Cali. Love you. Love you, too, and thank you so much for the support. Um, Egypt, Dozer sent 1999, says, hey, T, going through a time right now. Your videos always lift me up and remind me to remain positive. Keep doing what you do. Um, love you. Thank you so much. And, you know, keep your head up and thanks for coming through. I'm glad that my videos helped to like, you know, make you feel a little bit better. So thanks. Uh, Kit Finn says, way to go, auntie. I would, but my toddler has surgery close to that date. Next one you have me and my hubby are coming. He's a new tea sipper. Love and blessings. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, sis. And good luck with everything with your baby and the surgery. So thank you. Um, Let's see here. Calvin says, YouTube actually sent a notification this time. Love you, T. I've been a longtime follower. Listen to you on the road while at work, exercising, all of that. Stay blessed. Thank you so much, Calvin. I'm glad you got an alert this time. So thanks for coming through and thank you for the super chat. Um, Mo said 1999 says, hey, T, looking lovely. Bummed that I won't be able to make it. I already have two vacays scheduled in June. I would say come to Philly, but don't come, child. It's a mess. Congrats and enjoy your live, live event. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. And thanks for, you know, still supporting my channel. I appreciate it. Um, TM sent a super sticker. Thank you. Appreciate you. Mariah Monique says they can pick on your clothes, but they can't pick on that bank account, auntie. You better let them know. You know, and I think that's the sad part is that, you know, we put so much pressure on superficial shit. But what people don't understand is that I'm just not into spending my money on like, there's nothing wrong. I have, you know, some high end pieces. I'm not spending all my money on that. It's like, who, who am I flossing for? Social media? Absolutely not. That's just never been my style to each his own. But I'm just, I'm not that type of influencer. You know what I mean? Like usually when you see me, I'm be rocking some H&M jeans and a cute top. Okay. And I've told you, I've come on here. People been like, where'd you get your shirt? Shit, Walmart. It was $6.99. I, I don't know. Am I supposed to be embarrassed to say that? Would y'all feel better if I lied and was like, oh no, this is, you know, Javashi. You know, $500. No, it's not. It costs 10 bucks. <laughs> it is what it is. So I'd rather use my money towards things that can build. You know what I mean? Like to me, clothes and stuff like that, they, they depreciate. I mean, unless they're like vintage, super, super high-end stuff. But I'm just not into that. I like what I like. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. Red Noir says, legs and hips and body, yaddy. <laughs> Thank you so much. I swear Candy has that song in everybody's head. That song is so funny. Um, Ms. Diva Sinten says, you look amazing, darling. Thank you for the deep dive on Dubai. You did a phenomenal job. Hit the like, y'all. It's free. I was hoping you came for my birthday, and here you are. Love and blessings. Thank you so much, and happy birthday. I'm so glad you liked the deep dive. A lot of people really enjoyed it, so that makes me happy. So thank you. Um, I will be working on another deep dive soon. I don't know when, because it's like right now I'm like really busy. So I'm trying to think of like the next one. There's a few topics I want to hit on. So I don't know. I just like, 
thinking of like just different random stuff that I am very interested in and then hitting on it. And there's like a particular guy, like I've always just, I've always really liked him and felt a connection to him. He's, he's dead. He's long dead, but I'm thinking I might do a deep dive on him. I think, but we'll see. <laughs> so thank you. Um, let's see here. Tierra Monet sent a dollar ninety nine and says pizza still gets eight. You know, <laughs> you might let them down. Shaped like a pizza or not, they still get eight. <laughs> I see what you did there, sis. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, TJ says, I'm proud of you and your elevation. You are the most. I can't sit with you. Side note, my brother don't do YouTube, but we watch you together. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, love. Um, it's on baby set 99.99. Wow, thank you. They say, hey, T, wanted to show you love, giving you your roses on all the efforts and energy you put out there. Congratulations on the success of your meet and greet. Love you. P.S. Did you hear about JT selling his catalog for $100 million? I was like, honey. And I love JT too. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your support. I did not hear about that, but I find that very interesting. I'm assuming it's that same company I've been talking about for like the past two years that's been buying all of these catalogs from these celebrities. So eventually this company is just going to own like everybody's music, you know? So I mean, a hundred million dollars is a lot of money. That is a lot of money, but if they can afford to give somebody a hundred million, imagine what they're going to make off of that catalog. I'm just saying. So thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Um, Carrie Fizz sent 20 says you look amazing T. Thank you so much, Carrie. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Melanin queen. Hey sis says T can't speak for anyone, but I love them big ass titties makes me want to motorboat. <laughs> Seriously, you are beautiful and a ray of light. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Y'all are a mess. Thank you, though. Thanks for coming through. Uh, D. Erica sent 499. She says, hey, sis, just had another baby tea sipper. Oh, and we are watching the video. Love you, sis. Congratulations on your newest edition. That is so sweet. Thank you. So many baby tea sippers are being born right now. I'm here for it, honey. I am. Ah. Uh, I would love another baby, but I just, I'd be so scared to start over. I ain't got time. But I will, you know, I babysit, you know what I'm saying? I have fun with the babies, but I'm just like, dang. Because, you know, it's cute when they're here for like three, four hours on my nieces and my nephews and stuff, you know, but I can give them back to their parents. I just could not imagine, like, I got a 21-year-old and I'm like over here having to pack up pampers for a newborn. As much as I want another baby, I'm just like, would I be able to do it? Like, I just feel like I couldn't imagine trying to lie to the baby right here. You know, I'm having a breastfeed and, you know, burping. No, no, we ain't trying to see all that. I'm trying to sip tea. But, I, you know, I mean, but I love it. Like, I have baby fever so bad. I really do. So congratulations. Trevor, I just don't know if I can start over. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, let's see here. Uh, Nessa says, hey, Chad, hey, T. Oh, this sickens my stomach. Oh, you talking about Josh Duggar? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mo Ali sent 10 says, TLC used to be green as hell, watching surgeries and how body works and inventions. Yeah, TLC used to be called back in the day the learning channel, for all y'all who don't know. Before it turned ratchet and they were following 600-pound sisters who are literally eating themselves to death, 
um, before they were, you know, following people eating dirt and clay and all types of weird shit. TLC was about learning. So when you watch TLC, you'd literally see people on there like giving birth. They would show like, you know, the birth of children, um, surgeries, like they said. It was like a learning channel. It was very, you know, educational. You know, like they used to play in the classroom. Like back in like junior high, like, oh, you know, sit down. We're going to watch the TLC channel. And you sit there and learn about, I don't know, animals and grass and shit. Then I don't know what happened. Then after a while, they're like, well, all this learning stuff, all this positivity ain't making us no money. Then they brought on the Duggars. <laughs> little little children, big world, little people, big world. Then they brought on all the ratchet stuff. And then people started watching TLC. I remember one time, child, they had me addicted to this one show. Um, I found out about it maybe like a year after it premiered. It was about tall ass people. Like they were, <laughs> I forgot what it was called. But they, these women were like seven foot 11. Who remembers that show? And the, uh, one of the couples were a lesbian and they were trying to argue who's going to have like the baby. They were going to go like get some donor sperm. And the tall one was like, I want to carry the baby. And the short one was like, no, you don't want to carry the baby. I'll carry. I said, what is this? <laughs> she was like seven foot 11. I said, I could not see her big tall ass pregnant. And then, do y'all remember that show? Okay, okay, My Giant Life. Yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I said. TLC be filming anything. It was called My Giant Life. And then there was another girl. Her whole family was giants, right? She played volleyball. She was like probably like 6'9", big, thick girl, right? Her daddy was like 6'11". Her mama was like 6'7". Do y'all know she was dating this little man who was like five foot eight and her dad was pissed. He was like, you're going to mess up our genetic gene pool. I'm tall. Your mom is tall. Your brothers are tall. And you got to know to bring home a man who's five eight. The daddy was snapping. I was like, dad, you would have thought she brought home a black man, honey. He was hot. He was like, we we don't put you in volleyball and and pay for you to, to, you know, to go overseas and live your dreams as a big volleyball player. And you're trying to settle down with this man who's 5'8". The audacity. Oh, daddy was hot. I said, damn, tall people be going through it, huh? (laughs) Yes, this is a real show. I'm telling you, I don't know. I be going down the TLC rabbit hole. But her and the dude eventually got married. She was like, I don't care, dad. I love him. You know, height doesn't matter. And they'd be walking, you know, along the beach and they would stop to kiss. He'd have to get up on the little wall. He would climb up on the wall and stand there and kiss her. That shit used to be so damn funny. And they'd be kissing. Child, he eventually, she got pregnant. She had a baby. I don't know if the baby's going to be as tall as her or as short as the daddy because the show was canceled. But yeah, I was so into that show for a while. And because you just, you know, it's one thing to see, like, you know, tall guys. You know, if you're a tall guy, everybody just assumes you're a basketball player. Oh, everybody's on you. But if you're a tall ass woman and you seven foot, six, nine, that's different. You know, like everybody looking at them as they walk. And it was just a really good show. But I remember her daddy was a trip. The dad was hot when she bought her man home for the first time. He, he said, you know, the daddy tall, almost seven foot. He looked down and said, what is this? So that's my new, that's my new boyfriend. The hell it is. He's only 5'8". We're trying to keep our genes strong. (laughs) That show had me tripped out. My giant life. I'm glad y'all reminded me of that. But yeah, TLC used to be a really like, you know, educational network. But I guess they said they rather deal in, you know, ratchet white television. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to just, you know, educational stuff. Because they weren't making no money. It wasn't until they started bringing out all the freaks and stuff that people tuned into TLC. So 
Yeah, that, that show was a trip. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Alexandria says, I'm a NICU nurse and just hearing stories from pediatric ICU nurses, anything that you can think of that can be done sexually to a child has been done. People are sick. I wouldn't be able to detach. Mm. Yeah, I could only imagine because like I said, I've known police officers who have worked in that line of work and that type of stuff. It just, it never leaves your psyche. And a lot of them, you know, they're forced to watch that. That's how they have to get the evidence against these people. And if you're a, a, a regular sane human being, that takes a toll on you because it lets you know how much depravity is in the world that people would do that to children, you know? So it's, it's very sick. It's very sick. So, you know, God bless those doctors, nurses, you know, even the social workers, when people report that type of abuse, because then they have to investigate. And if it's true, you know, they're, they're opening themselves up to like a lot of just demonic stuff. Cause there's, to me, all of that is evil, you know, for you to do something like that to a child that's so innocent. Um, if you guys watch my Playboy documentary that I did, my deep dive on Playboy, um, it's like a two or three hour documentary, but I hit on the Kinsley Institute and who Dr. Kinsley was. And a lot of people didn't even understand that even to this day, a lot of his research is still used in the schools when it comes to sexual education. But if you really dig into who he was, you understand that a lot of those tests that he ran, it was nothing but just pornography. It was, it was child porn. It was sexual abuse of children. Why do we need to know how many, and I, it's hard for me to talk in this stream because y'all know like they like to mess with your stream. How many E words does a six-month-old little boy have? Why is that a question for anybody? To me, Dr. Kinsley was no, he was depraved. I put him in the same boat as an Alistair Crawley. He was depraved. And that is who Hugh Hefner mirrored everything after. So y'all got to understand that a lot of these people who are put into our faces are put into our faces for a reason. Because they come from that dark, demonic-ass world. You know what I'm saying? So if you really understand the history of Playboy and how he paid homage to Kinsley, if y'all ain't seen my deep dive, y'all better go watch that shit. If y'all thought the Playboy ain't need deep dive, you know, they, they scratched the surface. I drug y'all under the sea. That's how deep that rabbit hole gets. So, and, and a lot of that material is still being used today in our colleges, in our high schools to teach kids about sexual, you know, sexual education. But if you understand the people he was testing this on, and a lot of the children that were used for these uh, experiments came from poor families. So a lot of these families literally sold their kids off thinking that they were helping science. But these children were literally being systematically molested. The rabbit hole goes deep with that. But thank you for the super chat. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Esmeralda sent 199 says, love you T, love you too. Thank you for coming through. Um, Kenneth Smith sent five says, Hey sis, here to show you love and support. Thank you for the information. I sent over my manuscript for my book. Hope you like it. Much love. Thank you so much, Kenny. Thanks for coming through. Appreciate you. Um, Alexander says, I'm, oh, okay. I read that one. Uh, Ariana says, Hey T from Fayetteville, Arkansas near the courtroom. I'm surprised I haven't noticed any coverage with Josh. Just seen articles. Love you. Yeah, they've been really quiet with Josh. And that's what I, I say. 
um, that's what bothers me a lot with not only the mainstream media, but also people in black media. Because when it was R. Kelly, this was front page news. <clears throat> there were lifetime documentary series. There were all types of think pieces. But this man, maybe he wasn't as world famous as R. Kelly, but he was on television. Everybody should be talking about this. He was actually found guilty with some of the most disturbing porn. I was very shocked that not many, you know, I don't even know if the shade room posted. They might have. I don't know. I haven't been on there today. But I haven't seen a lot of people post about this. You know, we post about it and I'm doing the stream. But so many people complain and be like, oh, they only talk about stuff when, you know, it's black men involved. But then the people who talk about all the news y'all don't support. Everybody should be talking about this situation because this man has been involved in fuckery for years and has gotten away with it. And the media has turned a blind eye to him. But this is not national news like it is when it's R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? And other people involved in nonsense. So, but like I said, I've been following this whole situation with Doc, with Josh Duggar for years. So I'm going to speak on it. Nobody else speaks on it. I definitely going to speak on it. So thank you for that super chat. Uh, Jasmine Washington says, hello team. My super chats are not working on my end. That one came through. So thank you for the super chat, sis. Um, introvert. I hold on. Just disappeared. Says peace and love, sis. Continue to shine and grind. I'm a leave will. I'm a leave will. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leave will. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. Um, so let's see here. We got to talk about this thing with Mrs. D. Damn, I've been out here for an hour already. Oh, we got over 9,000 people watching. Y'all please hit the like button if you guys are enjoying this stream. If I'm edifying you right now and dropping knowledge, hit the like button. Okay? So I've been out here for an hour, but I'm going to keep going because I got stuff to talk about. So now we got to talk about this whole Miss D situation. As you guys know, I am a huge fan of DD4L, the dancing dolls. Bring it on Lifetime. Okay? I was watching this show when it first aired back in 2014. I still remember when Aunt Brittany, okay, was delivering pizza for Domino's to pay for Christiana's dance lessons. That's how much of an OG I am of this show. I remember when Cameron Harris and her mom Mimi first came to join the Dancing Dolls. I remember Tina and Kayla. Now Kayla is all grown. She's about to be a mother of two. Um, I remember the twins, Sky and Star. Uh, son Jay and their mama Selena rest in peace to her older son he ended up passing so I've been a fan of dancing dolls for years like I tell I watch all types of reality television child and this is one of my favorites and I think I really like it because I don't have daughters you know I have boys so for me everything is basketball football ugh, you know what I'm saying all the the boy stuff right so because I don't have daughters I think that's why I really like really love this show Cause I'm like, well, what do little girls do for fun? Cause I know for us, it's like everything is basketball and sports. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, people who have daughters, they take their girls to dance. Cool. Let me go ahead and tune in. So I've been watching from day one. I love the dancing dolls. And I love the fact that Miss D has been able to create her own table. People have tried to knock this woman. I've talked about her over the years. I've made other videos. People have come for her. People have tried to use her past against her because, you know, at one point in time, she did porn. And she said, you know what? It was a mistake I made, but I'm not going to allow anybody to put that over my head. 
and she spoke about it, you know, admitted it was her. She couldn't hide it. Look, you know, it was her. Um, but she took that and she ran with that and she created this whole program. So that way she could keep girls off of the streets and keep girls from not going down the same path she went down. So I've always respected Diana for her worth ethic. And I, and I also remember um, when I believe it was season four ended in 2018, I was really upset by how it ended with the whole beef with, you know, Brittany pulling Christiana out and, you know, them making it seem like Christiana was being picked on and, you know, Miss D wasn't fair to her. And I remember they did the whole back and forth on social media. And, you know, Coach D has had to deal with a lot of stuff. From people saying that it's not fair that the girls aren't getting paid, she's getting all the money. First of all, this is Miss D's program. What, I don't care if it's on television or not, most programs do not pay children. My son doesn't get paid to play AAU. You know what I'm saying? You pay your dues, you pay your fees to be on the team. And what I always find interesting is that people like try and find little things to come at this woman, which I don't have the same energy for the NCAA. When they tell your child, oh, he can go to a D1 school, but all he gets is a scholarship if he plays sports, but he's not allowed to monetize his likeness. They're trying to change the rules now because people are becoming more woke. But even then, it's still not fair because if you really think about it, me and my sons have had this discussion. If you really think about it, unless you're Masterpiece's son or LeBron James's son or you're verified or you already have a following, that's the only way you're really going to be able to monetize yourself through sponsorships from Instagram, TikTok, and things like that. What if your child is good? Is D1 good, but they don't have a social media following or they don't have thousands of people following them or they don't have a blue check mark? They're still not going to make any money from those sponsorships. So the NCAA is doing slick shit. Instead of them just cutting these students a check, which I've said from day one, cut them a check. Y'all make billions off of these college uh, these college athletes. They make billions of dollars, okay? Why not just cut these kids a check? As opposed to saying, oh, well, now we'll let you use your likeness and monetize yourself, but that's only going to benefit the ones who are already popular. It's not benefiting the ones who are not. So they're still going about it a slick way. But my whole point is this. People used to get on Miss D like those girls should be paid, this, this, and that. But then y'all don't have the same energy for these white, you know, coaches who make millions of dollars a year off of these black athletes. Y'all not holding them to task. They make money off their likeness, their merch, their name. It got They got so arrogant. They were putting these college kids in video games and getting the money. Okay. So she has the, the program, right? But the difference is Miss D has never stopped these girls from getting a bag. That platform gave a lot of these girls their fame because people like Cameron and Sunjay and Star and Sky and, and Kayla were all on this show. And we watched them grow up. They were able to be verified. Kayla started her own, you know, her own dance classes. They went to college. They built a following. They were doing engagement. So they were able to make their money with the fame that they earned outside of the show. Ms. D never stopped them from doing that. So I just, I just never liked how people were always trying to come at her. And I think they were doing that because this was a black woman who thought outside the box and created her own table and was able to pitch a show to Lifetime. 
So now peep this shit that's going on with her. I'm going to play the video. It's kind of long, but I want y'all to get the gist of the video. So uh, Southern University down in uh, Louisiana. I don't know if they're in, in New Orleans, but they're in Louisiana. They went and trademarked the name Dancing Dolls. Okay. Ms. D has been using the name Dancing Dolls for the past 22 years. They went and trademarked it. Then sent her a cease and desist and told her, you can't use that name anymore because we own the trademark. This is a black HBCU. It's Baton Rouge. It ain't Mississippi. Okay, Louisiana. Thank you. I'm right. Somebody try to say Mississippi. <coughs> Baton Rouge. Thank you. So they've been beefing. And I want to play out this video of Miss D going off. Set this up here. So she's going to explain everything right now. You got the trademark for Dancing Dolls on March 19th, 2019 is when you filed for it. March 19th, 2019. Okay. It was published for opposition January 7th, 2020. Nobody ever sent anything to me. I never received anything for opposition, but you know what? I probably would have never said anything anyway. You know why? Because there are so many dance teams, middle school, high school, elementary of children whose teams are called the Dancing Dogs. So when you attack one, you're coming for all of us. But oh, wait, you only came for me because my name is the most relevant in the situation. That's fucked up because there's a team called Dancing Dogs right around the corner from your campus. Okay, no problem. The name was registered officially March 24, 2020. All of this going on during COVID. Now, you, you registered it for one class. The class you registered it for was for class 41 in the usage of, let me read this to you. I need for you to follow me. In the, re, in, in the usage of entertainment in the nature of dance performances, entertainment services in the nature of live visual and audio performances, namely musical band, rock, group, gymnastics, dance, and ballet performances. So you only registered it in one class. So now I'm sitting up here thinking, because if I'm a university and I want to make sure that nobody can use my name, I'm going to be like Nike in this bitch. I'm going to get it for the name, the word mark, the logo, the fucking font, the damn colors, the apparel, the jackets, the bags, the hats, the shirts. I'm going to get it for every damn thing. I'm going to get it for every damn thing. Oh, but I got you. Cause see, this is where you fuck up. What you don't know about me is that I'm always one of the ones that's gonna handle my business accordingly. So once I found out that you, Southern University, went in and trademarked the name Dancing Dolls and got the boss to send me a cease and desist telling me I can't use my name. Now I wanted to say to everybody else, you're telling me I can't use my name. I went and did you one better. I went and trademarked the name Dancing Dolls in the other class for the usage of jackets, hats, bags, which is class number 35. Class 35 is for retail apparel stores, retail department store services, featuring apparel, masks, socks, dolls, bags, books, hats, socks, backpacks, all type of apparel, period. So even though you may have the trademark for the actual name, 
name, Fabulous Dancing Dolls, with intent to use. Now I got it in class number 41. Fabulous Dancing Dolls, F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S, Dancing Dolls, trait, the mark consists of standard characters without claim to any particular font, style, size, or color. Owner of Mark, Diana M. Williams, Inc. Internal address, 5370 Sun Mountain Highway, Suite 25. Okay, international class 041. Identification. Entertainment services, mainly cheerleading, entertainment of the nature of dance services, entertainment services of the nature of live visual audio performances by dancing. Entertainment services of the nature of live dance performances. All right? So now I own fabulous dancing dogs. So when you get ready to go on the field, don't say, and the fabulous dancing dogs. No, 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 no. You're the dancing dogs, remember? You're not fabulous. You went and got my shit. So now I've got chores. But I'm not done. See, I'm, I'm smart. I'm smart. Bam! I also went and got what that's about the, the fabulous dancing dogs. I also went and got fabulous dancing dogs under international class 35. Retail apparel stores, retail department stores, retail department stores, general stores, retail store services featuring apparel, masks, shoes, dolls, bags, books, hats, socks, backpacks. So that means don't put it on no bag. Don't put it on no shirt. Don't announce it at the damn football game because you're not fabulous no more. It's mine now. Since y'all took, y'all took, you, you had the balls, okay, to come after a bunch of high school, middle school, elementary ass kids. Y'all had the balls. We are the pipeline. Sending kids from our community. Now, you, you ain't got to like us. You ain't got to like none of these community dance teams. But the fact of the matter is, these high schools and middle schools and these community dance teams such as Purple Diamonds, Golden Dazzlers, the Stepper Reds, the Tiger Reds, Golden High Steppers, Demons of Damn Olive Branch, the Dancing Dolls of Jackson, Birmingham, and Atlanta. You got teams from everywhere that love these universities and these HBCUs. We are your pipeline. But you came for a bunch of high school ass kids because you thought that they coach was basic. You thought they coach was a goddamn ghetto country nigga. Now I might not have knew shit back then when Bring It first started. But I put my degree that I got from Jackson State to some use with this shit here. And I got a bunch of petty ass friends and my lawyers are damn fool too. Both of Everybody understood the assignment on this. Now you want your name back? Bitch, give me mine. You the one gotta be dancing dogs. I don't have to be dancing dogs. Bitch, I'm DD4L. Everybody know what says DD4L. So wait, did you see a lifetime of season desist? Did you see a lifetime for the last seven years they've been advertising and promoting, bringing that shut up, Bobo. They gotta take dancing dogs off of every advertisement and every post that they have had. Because you can't send it to lifetime. Lifetime got a whole network. Of lawyers behind them. Did you say it to them? We have common law usage of the name, baby. So if you're now the fabulous dancing dolls, you're now the fabulous dancing dolls. Why the hell is dancing dolls so relevant? Why is the name dancing dolls so relevant? I'm gonna say it again. Children. Okay. My lawyer said it's hard as hell to confuse the dancing dogs from Bridget with the dancing dogs from Southern. It's hard to confuse.
unless you turn 18 and graduate high school to actually enroll in the school. But anybody can be a dancer dog on the community dancing that's 18 and under because they're children. They're children. But you took it upon yourself to send me a cease and desist letter knowing I am not scary. I am going to be the one to speak for my children because if ain't nobody gonna protect them, I am. You think I'm gonna go tell my kids that Southern University, A&M College, a university that they love and respect, sent their culture letter and told their culture they can't use that name? Huh? You ain't thought that. A 22-year legacy that I have built from nothing, when you had ample amount of time to come tell me to not use it, you had time. So let me recap that for the people that just got on here. Okay. So All right. <coughs> Excuse me. So you guys just heard Miss D going off and she said some real stuff. So let me go ahead and also kind of break this down because I see some people are still confused. Like, well, why didn't she been trademarked this? She should have been trademarked it. Y'all have to understand. Yes, she could have been trademarked it, but she didn't. Why? Because she thought about all the other dance groups out there with the same name, Dancing Dolls. You have Dancing Doll names all over. A lot of times dolls are connected to young girls. So a lot of people like to use the name dolls. So instead of her being greedy, okay, like the Fine Brothers, and we'll talk about them in a second, she chose not to trademark that because she felt like that'd be unfair. She has this big platform. She's on, you know, Lifetime Network. She's on Bring It. Most, their, you know, their group goes by the name DD4L. So she thought, well, why be greedy and trademark it? Because once she trademarks it, that means nobody else can use that name. And she didn't want to do that to all these other up and coming groups and other dancing doll dance groups around the country. They're not the only one. But Southern University try to be messy and run to go trademark it. She could have trademarked this years ago, but she chose not to for that reason. They didn't care. They wanted to be messy, so they went and trademarked it and then sent her a cease and desist, but sent one to no one else. They didn't send one to Lifetime. They didn't send one to the Dancing Dolls up the street in Baton Rouge. They didn't send it to the Dancing Dolls in California. They didn't do that. They just sent it to her. Again, hating on another Black woman who has created her own fucking table from the ground up. Because like I said, I've been, I've been a watcher of this show from day one. I watched when they were first in their first place and how the moms would be in the closet watching their daughters. Then they eventually made a whole room for the mothers to sit and watch. Like I watched them literally struggle from day one with this show. I watched how she built this show up, even though over the years people have tried to tear this woman down. So I find it very interesting that a black HBCU would do that to her. And then send her a cease and desist. But then in the meantime, they don't have none of their paperwork right because they go by the name The Fabulous Dolls. But they didn't trademark that. They didn't trademark the licensing. So Miss Diana went and did that. So now if they use The Fabulous Dolls, if they put any type of, you know, that name on any of that merch, that money goes to Miss Diana. So how are you going to try and go out your way to be messy to somebody, but you don't even have all your T's crossed or your I's dotted? Now, we, we got to talk about this because like I've always said, 
said before in the past that if you want to start a business, you know, you want to make sure that it's not that name isn't taken. So you want to go through the trademark, then, you know, pay to get your trademark. And, you know, that's the first step, because who he who who owns the trademark, you know, they own everything. Right. But I understand Diana for not trademarking it because she was looking out for everybody else. But now that this university wants to be messy, they have to be held accountable. And I'm glad that she went and trademarked all their shit. So the only name they have now is the Dancing Dolls. They can't make money off of the other stuff because now she owns it. But we have to hold people like this accountable because when this goes on in the white community, oh, it's an uproar. White folks don't play when it comes to people trying to take advantage of certain trademarks. Let me bring y'all back to 2016. But for y'all who are thinking this is not a big deal or, you know, she's tripping, she's doing too much. No, we have to understand the nuances of this. What Southern University did, they took away from all those other dance groups called Dancing Dolls that are not affiliated with Lifetime. They're not getting a Lifetime check. They're not affiliated with Bring It On. They've now purposely gone out their way to affect other people creating their own dance groups, creating their own tables to get young girls off the streets and give them something to be involved in after school, okay? Because the hours of 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. is when a lot of kids get in trouble. That's why we keep our kids in sports, gymnastics, and, and dance clubs and things like that, okay? So let me take y'all back to 2016 here. There were two brothers on YouTube. They were really popular. I haven't watched them in years, so I don't know if they're still doing their thing on YouTube, to be honest. But they were one of the biggest YouTube crew back in the day. Who remembers the Fine Brothers? Okay. They had tried to go out their way to trademark the word react. The word react. They tried. A lot of y'all forget about this. They tried to trademark this word. And when I tell you, white YouTube lit they asses up. Lit them up so much so that they got scared. And they literally abandoned the trademark in the middle of the process. See, they don't play when it comes to certain things like this. Because, one, the audacity of these two men to try to make the word react their own. This is a word in the American lexicon. But not even that, fine brothers. Y'all didn't even start the concept because Kids React, from what I remember, was started by a black man named Bill Cosby. And however you feel about Bill Cosby, that's your own personal reasons. But back in the day, Bill Cosby had a show where he would have little kids on and they'd be reacting to shit. What do you think about this, little, you know, Samson? Oh, I think that's cool. What do you think about this, Lakeisha? That's great. Bill Cosby was doing that way back in the day. So then they start doing, yes, it's called Kids Say the Darndest Thing. Yes. Then they start doing it and it blows up on YouTube. They didn't come up with the concept. There was nothing new. The problem is the Fine Brothers had no personality. Let's keep that real. When they made their own videos, nobody watched that shit. They weren't funny. They had no personality. They were dry as, as paint. So what they did is that they used other people's energy. Let's bring kids on here and play, you know, rap music for them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's bring kids on here and have them try foods and different things and call it Kids React. And I remember when they were at the height of their fame, Ellen DeGeneres tried to kind of copy their style. 
the Ellen DeGeneres show had a segment called Kids React. Who remembers that? They had a segment called Kids React and the Fine Brothers were pissed. Oh, they were hot. Look at the mainstream media. They're copying us. They took this from us. We're the biggest on YouTube. How dare Ellen try and do a React channel? So when they were kind of flipping out about Ellen, people were trying to check them like, hey, y'all are getting kind of arrogant here. Y'all didn't start this, this concept. We've been had things like kids say the darndest thing. Bill Cosby was doing this. What are you talking about? So at that point, their beef with Ellen is what led them to run and try and trademark the word react. And when that was found out by the YouTube audience, and this was back in 2016 when the internet had no chill. I'm talking about there were pages dedicated to people unsubscribing from the Fine Brothers. They lost hundreds and thousands of subscribers behind that controversy. White YouTube did not play that shit. You would not copyright the word react because of a lot of other reaction channels on YouTube. A lot of other people have people come on their channels and react to different stuff. How dare you try and trademark that word? And they put so much pressure on them because they were already rich by then. They were millionaires. So at this point, you're just trying to be greedy and stifle out the competition. Like people saw through their game. And because people put so much pressure on them, they abandoned the trademark. So I bring them up to say that what Southern University did to Miss Diana was bullshit. And people need to call them out. That was not okay. Because again, Miss Diana did not trademark the name Dancing Dolls, not because she was, you know, stupid and didn't know better, not because she doesn't have the money to do it, but she didn't because she understood there's so many other dancing doll groups. I'm already getting a bag. I'm already getting paid. I'm already blessed. Why would I take from these other smaller people who are doing the same thing that I'm doing? That is how the Fine Brothers should have looked at it back in 2016. Like, we're blessed. We're one of the top reaction channels. We have no personality, so we're able to just, you know, bring other people on our channel and eat off of them. What a blessing. And instead of them looking at it like that, they wanted to own the word react. They wanted to call out the Ellen DeGeneres show. They got very arrogant. And see, like I always say, the same folks you see on your way up are the same folks you will see on your way down. And I'm not saying they don't have their YouTube channel. I just don't hear their name like I used to. Their names don't ring bells in, in white YouTube streets like it used to. So, I mean, they, they might still be popping. I just haven't heard their name in years. But this situation reminds me of that whole situation. Southern University is dead wrong for that. And then it's one thing for them to trademark it on the low. But then to send her a cease and desist and almost mock her, like, yeah, we got your trademark. You know what I'm saying? They did that to mock her as it to make it seem like she was stupid because her name wasn't trademarked when she really didn't trademark it because she was looking out for other groups in the dance community. So Southern University, y'all are trash for that, especially as an HBCU. Y'all are messy and y'all are trash for that. And I'm glad that she bought y'all's trademark and the licensing. So, the, you know, so, so you try to be messy and now y'all have egg on y'all's face. And the fact that, like she said, the Dancing Dolls, that whole Bring It On franchise was definitely a pipeline for a lot of these HBCU dance groups. I grew up in the Midwest. There's no HBCUs here. 
I didn't know about any of these dance, you know, groups like that until I moved like down to Charlotte and I lived there and I found out more about HBCU and like they're, you know, like the whole dance culture. I didn't know a lot about that growing up. Like in the Midwest, we had drill teams, but they don't do like a pipeline to college. It's just something you can do, you know, as a kid, it's like the dance community, right? But with her show, a lot of those girls who graduated, because once they turn 18, they can't be a part of the dance and dolls. Some of them come back to help and coach, but a lot of those girls ended up going to HBCUs. So you mean to tell me that all these girls who look up to those young girls who are choosing to go to HBCUs, you don't think that those young girls are going to follow in their footsteps to do the same thing and be majorettes? Y'all just shot yourselves in the foot. And for what? For ego? And then she was saying that Cameron wasn't treated well there. I would love for Cameron, Mimi and Cameron, if y'all watch this stream, I'm going to need y'all to spill the tea. Because I would love to know what they did to Cameron at that university. Was it jealousy? Because one thing about Cameron, from what I watch over the years, she's probably one of the most level-headed young girls on that show. She was never arrogant, never mean. Her and her mom, they were there at every practice. There were times she had to miss, you know, just being a teenager. You know, not being able to go to certain dances and certain things at her school because they'd have to practice five hours a day after school. So she sacrificed a lot through her junior high and high school years to be on the Dancing Dolls. And I remember when she made Captain, I was happy for her like she was my daughter. Like, go Cameron! Like she was my own. So the fact that she wasn't treated well at Southern University, to me, it just sounds like jealousy. It just does. So y'all mad that there are girls coming to y'all schools with more clout than the people running the program? Because I know she didn't come in there with no arrogant attitude because that's not even Carmen's personality. And Ms. D says that if Carmen starts talking, there would literally be criminal charges that can be filed. So I really want to know what happened to this young girl. I'm very curious to know. But yeah, the whole situation, you know, it just, it does not make sense to me why they would do this. Why HBCU would even get involved in some messy, you know, some messiness like this. It's sad. So instead of supporting Ms. D and saying, you know, um, job well done. Thank you for, you know, bringing girls here to the school. Because again, when those girls from Bring It go to these HBCUs, it brings those HBCUs shine as well. Because girls are following them. They're following their Instagram pages. They're seeing when their dance competitions are. And they're coming to the colleges to watch Carmen, to watch these different girls, you know, perform. So I just thought this whole situation was disgusting. And I'm glad Coach D put it out there. I'm glad she did. It just shows you how dirty people are. As you grow and you get bigger, there's a new, you know, like they say, new level, new devil. But I would have never thought that an HBCU would do something like that to her and then send her a cease and desist as if she hadn't been using that name and doing her thing for the past 22 years and the past, what, almost 10 years on the show. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Give me just a second. Um, Alita Brown Senfai says, this reminds me of Michi X versus Dr. Boyce Watkins trademark battle. Mm. I think I heard something about that. Wasn't she, she had bought his trademark and I think some other person's trademark because they hadn't trademarked their shit. And to me, that was very interesting because Dr. Boyce Watkins, doesn't he always talk about like black excellence and black business? That should have been the first thing he should have done is trademark his business. It's not like he's a dancing doll. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. I remember hearing something about that. Um, let's see here. Nick M uh Nick MCK says, just want to show you some love. I'm Cooley228 in the Discord. I've been on Discord since the beginning, and it's everything to me. You saved my life. I will be forever grateful to you. Wow. Thank you so much. And thank you for being an OG member of the Discord. It's definitely like family. And I legit cannot wait to like meet so many of you guys in person. Um, come June 10th. So thank you guys so much. So thank you for the super chat, love. Uh, Miss Melanated says the schools have made hundreds and millions of dollars off of black athletes. Exactly. A lot of these schools have from regular, you know, colleges to HBCUs, you know, so God forbid that this black woman who started this show should make any type of money, you know, or should have to divvy it up with everybody else you know, that she's coming to dance in her program, which to me is silly. So thank you. Um, Mr. Er Willie Earl says, I can feel Coach D's energy and emotions when someone tries to take something that you build from the ground up. Sorry, T, but that pisses me off. Um, hashtag Coach D, hashtag fabulous. No, I definitely agree. You know, and like I said, in the manner in which they did it was just so calculating and condescending. Like, yeah, like, like she couldn't have been trademarked the name. They didn't even think, well, damn, why isn't the name trademarked? And she's been, you know, doing this for years. Oh, it's not because there's so many others and she'd be taken away from other people. So it just shows how, how goofy they are. Whoever, whoever ran to go trademark it, they were just being messy. That's all that was. So thank you for the super chat. Um, Lila Koto sent $9.99. Says, hey, T, just showing some love. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Vicky Gotti sent $49.99. Thank you so much, Vicky. They say, as an HBCU alumni and someone who's deeply rooted in dance culture, being a member of the ONI co-ed national dance fraternity, those dates are very strange, knowing what, what's going on at SU with FDD. On 319, shady business, shady sponsors is all I'm going to say. What is FDD? If somebody could write that in the chat. But thank you for the super chat. Thank you for that. Um, let's see here. B Stroke Styling says, but there is a white corp trying to trademark Juneteenth. Hashtag foolishness. I believe that. You know, that's what I'm saying. At what point do we... Oh, okay. Fabulous Dancing Dolls. Okay, thank you. Okay, that's what... Okay, Fabulous Dancing Dolls. Okay, thank you for that. Um, yeah, you know, that's the that's where the whole trademark thing gets slippery because now you have people just trying to trademark anything. Like, Juneteenth should not be trademarked. That is a, a holiday that Black folks have been celebrating for years. Why should anybody trademark that? I think certain things should be off limits. Um, even... Who's the girl on fleek? The young girl who started the whole, you know, my, my eyebrows are on fleek, you know, and then celebrities made songs, you know, that word went viral and people were saying, well, she should have trademarked it. I heard somebody else ended up eventually trademarking it. Um, didn't the Crips trademark like Nipsey Hussle's um, uh, the marathon clothing, you know, so it's just like people would just try and just do whatever they can. It's crazy. Let me see here. 
Brittany Young says, have you read the book that one of the girls put out about Southern? No, but I heard Miss Diana talking about it, but I did not. I don't know what the book is called or who you know wrote the book. But yeah, just write it in the chat because I would like to know. Um, XOXO Shanice says, as an alumni and HBCU dancer, I'm appalled at Southern University, especially after the way they treated Cam during her years. This is petty. Can y'all please tell me what was done to Cam? Because I've been asking people, um, and most recently they don't really know. So if you guys went there and y'all were there with her, can y'all please let me know the tea? I just want to know for my edification because I love Cam. You know, I just, I've always admired her as a dancer, just her hard work. So to know that she was mistreated is just, you know, it's horrible. Because you would think that she chose to go to HBCU, that you're amongst your own, and they would treat you with more respect and love than if she had just went to a white college and became a dancing, you know, a majorette there. So I think that's sad. Yeah, somebody please. Let's see here. Yeah, Kenny D says, Coach D has had a lot of haters and she's always had it since the beginning of the show. Yes, she has. Yeah, she's had a lot from like day one. Hazing. What type of hay? I thought I thought they stopped doing hazing in colleges because them kids was dying and shit. So they're still hazing people. What type of hazing was they doing to her? Why are y'all hazing folks to join the damn dance group? Like that's weird. They hazed her. Y'all gotta say more than hazing. Were they beating her with a stick? What did they? Did they cut off her hair? What happened? Yeah, I didn't know they were still hazing people. I thought, you know, when all them college kids started dying in like the mid 2000s, because I didn't know nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go to a four year university. Um, like I told, I don't do groups. I'm me, fi me. I'm not into sororities and all that stuff. Um, but I remember like a lot of kids, they were dying, like, because they were hazing them with like alcohol. Like, oh, you got to drink a whole pint of gin. And some kids would get alcohol poisoning. And, other kids were like abused, you know, to the point where they were beat up and they died. So I thought they had stopped hazing. So they still have hazing at universities. That's sad. Somebody said it's probably jealous of her since she was the front line. Was it like an initiation? You know, the thing that's always tripped me out with this whole college hazing thing. With these fraternities and sororities, how is this different from a gang? And I'm not trying to be disrespectful when I say that at all, because I, I have cousins who are, you know, part of the Divine Nine and Deltas and, you know, AKAs and Q, Q dogs. Oh, you know, all that shit. They be dancing. Hoop, hoop. You know, they do all that stuff. I'm like, OK, go cousin. You know, I think it's cool. I love it. I'm here for it. But I'm just saying, like, how is that any different when you like they, sometimes like they treat the fraternities and sororities like a gang? Like, these girls really be beefing with each other. Like, the Deltas and the AKs, the Qs and the Kappas. Like, sometimes it really gets to, like, the beef is, like, that deep. And I thought it was supposed to just be, like, Black excellence and positivity until I started getting to know some of these sorority people and, and fraternity people. I was, y'all act like a damn gang. Because I mean, we was at a party one time. I was in South Carolina. I will never forget. We was at a party. And this little boy, he just started doing the dance, the Q dance. He, oh. Who, who, he just started doing the middle of the dance. And when I tell you like four cues walked up to him and was like, 
Are you part of the cues? Where did you learn your dance from? Where your brand is? They want they want to check his brand is and everything. They, and I was like, why are y'all acting like? I said that's weird. That to me that comes off like gang culture. You know, like you know, spit your lit. What hood you from? Where your bandana? What coat? You know, what I mean, that's how they came off of him. And they said, no, it's very serious because you're not supposed to do the dances if you're not a part of the fraternity. So the boy had to prove that he was a real cute dog because they hadn't seen him. I don't know if he was from Georgia, where he came from, but they didn't recognize his ass. And they said, you cannot just be doing the dances. So he had to show where he was like burnt with the little, you know, insignia. I was like, child, y'all take this shit real serious. It's about to be, if he let him not have had that Brandon, I would have jumped his ass. But that's when I learned they take it very, very serious. Am I lying? Y'all put a ticket from line. They don't play. You can't like, like even... I'm going to ask my cousin, like, oh, show me the dance. I want, you know, I want to, you know, learn the little cute little step and move and shit. She's like, we can't show you the dance. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, well, I'm going to just stick to the TikTok dance. And yeah, they can't. Unless you're like a part of that fraternity, sorority, you cannot be doing their dances. Thank you for the teacups. Yeah, they take it very serious. Somebody said it's a call. Yeah, I don't know. I was just surprised. I'm like, y'all y'all come off kind of like, you know, professional gang members, Okay. Cause they be punking folks. They they really they come into the party like you know super loud throwing up their little set. They you know their little fraternity set. Man, them parties in Charlotte, them fraternity and sorority parties in Charlotte used to be off the chain. Okay, they used to be fun, honey. Off the chain. I just would be sitting there watching, sipping tea. Like like, are you are you a Delta? No, you AK. I'm me by me. I'm not in any of this stuff. I'm just here to support. <laughs> Oh my God! Hold on. A lot of has the the pink and the green. She says we don't play. I know that's right. Look, look at the AKAs in the chat. Okay, we see y'all. We see. Okay, several members of the Divine Nine have entered the building. Okay, shout out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all actually get y'all's degree. Don't just be trying to go and pledge because there's been folks who've been known to just go and pledge and they drop out with no degree. So make sure you at least finish college. Don't just go to go pledge and be a part of the Divine Nine. Okay. <laughs> Okay, all the all the dang all AKAs in here. We see y'all. Okay. Yeah, I just, you know, like I said, I, I feel bad because I really did not know that hazing was still going on. That's very interesting. Okay, we have some um Zetas. All right. This is cute because it's usually like, oh my God, these weird fandoms. So it's cute to okay, we see, see okay, all right, we see y'all. It's cute to see like the divine nine here. Usually it's it's damn unicorns and and red high heel shoes and bumblebees. So I'm glad to see something different in my chat. Okay, there go the deltas with the little triangles. All right, we see you, Taylor. Okay, y'all are so funny. <laughs> Only in my chat, we don't brought out the divine nine. They're not playing, honey. They bringing out all their colors. See the little elephants? Okay, we got some more deltas in the house. All right. I love it. I, I love to see it. I, I rather, at least y'all are in college. I rather see this than a bunch of damn unicorns. Okay. See unicorns in my sleep at this point. <laughs> All right, let me see here. Um, Sarah J says, remember when Beyonce tried to trademark the name Blue Ivy and she was denied a store already had it trademarked? Yeah. And then they try to punk the lady and the lady was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give you the name Blue Ivy. Like, this is my store. I've been had this. Maybe you should have thought about that before you named your child Blue Ivy. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. Beyonce was hot about that. LeBron James tried to trademark Taco Tuesday. Happy for you building your empire. Wish I could make it, but I won't be 
but I, but this won't be the last one. You'll see me at the next one. Blessings. Thank you so much, Camp. I appreciate you, sis. I remember hearing about him trying to trademark Taco Tuesday, and a lot of Latinos went off. Like, that's not cool. We've been having Taco Tuesday at our house. You know, this has been a, you know, a, a Mexican cultural thing. How dare you try and trademark it? That's what I'm saying. You got people now who just want to trademark stuff just to say that they own something so they can, you know, get a quick money grab. And it shouldn't. Why should the, the, the damn Jameses be the only ones in America to enjoy Taco Tuesday? I don't want to cease and desist if I decide to, you know, do a Zoom on a, on a Tuesday and eat tacos. So I'm glad that they denied his damn application, okay? <laughs> Taco Tuesdays are for everyone, not just LeBron James. Um, let's see here. Matt had a 35 cent 20. He says, let's see here. I went to the Jacks, I went to the Jackson State University, and we had a seminar every year to remind people not to do Greek strolls or cut their lines when strolling. I'm not Greek. I'm me, find me too. Ooh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's really, it's really serious. They don't play in that in that culture. They do not play. So thank you for the super chat. Um, Tira, the lotter, sent four ninety nine. She says they take sorority seriously. My freshman year, my cheer sister told me to take off my gold elephant chain. She was like, "You can't wear that." Ooh, wow. Yeah. I believe it. That's why I say, like, to me, as I got to know a lot of, you know, people from, like, the sororities and fraternities, I just felt like it was a gang. Like, I would ask them, like, I was like, it's almost like this is like you guys are like a professional gang. Like, y'all are like a high-class gang. And they would laugh, you know. But, you know, it was that laugh, like, yeah, bitch, we are, but we can't tell you anything because everything's a secret. It's a secret society. But they would, you know, they would give that chuckle, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is like a gang. So I don't know. <laughs> That's Greek life for you, child. That's Greek life. Um, let's see here. Rick J says, laugh my ass out. The younger generation made it a mean girl secret society that hides behind the community service and history. It's disappointing sometimes. Mm, thank you. Thank you for the super chat. A godly woman says, hazing still happens and it's worse than ever because it's underground. Oh, okay. So that's what happened. They went underground with the hazing. Wow. I don't know. It's just scary. And, you know, as a parent, you know, you want your kids to go to school and, you know, make friends and, you know, enjoy college life. And at the same time, too, they're, you know, they're technically adults now because they're like 18, 19, 20. And so you just got to hope and pray that you taught them better. But that peer pressure is a motherfucker. Just keeping it real. That peer pressure is no joke. So it's like, you know, you have kids who should know better. Like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't drink a whole pint of gin because I can die. But then they want that acceptance. You know, and that's the part that's very scary. So if they're moving this underground, that's really sad. Because Hazen is no joke. Like, uh, like I remember even I would ask people. They weren't too quick to talk about, like, what they went through. But you can tell they went through, like, some pretty traumatic stuff. Because I'm like, well... You know, were you hazed? Did you go through like, yeah, everybody was. Well, what, what did they do? We can't talk about that. Like, to me, it just comes off as very traumatic. I just don't know. I just feel like it just reminds me of the gang. Like, you know, when you jump somebody into a gang and you're beating them up and, you know, hoping they can fight back, but they're getting jumped by four people or five people. And then after that two to three minute beatdown, 
then you're hugging on them and we love you. Well, if you love me, you wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have a black eye. My forehead wouldn't be out to here. People who love me don't leave me with lumps and bruises, you know? So I don't know, but um, yeah, I can just imagine how scary that is. You know, the, the hazing and the things and, and the pressure. So, I mean, just be smart. And especially if it's going underground, it probably is a lot worse. But um, I don't know. That's just sad. That's sad. I'm sad if Cameron went through that. You know, she didn't deserve that because I've always liked Cameron. So, you guys, I've been on here for an hour and 44 minutes. Let me go ahead and talk about the tank situation. And I'm going to get ready to log off here. Um, Tank went viral. He's been doing, he did an interview with Drink Champs. And he went viral for this comment that he made about Beyonce. And a lot of people were, like, really upset. I'm assuming it was the beehive. But um, <laughs> they were calling him a messy bottom, saying he was doing too much. I was like, damn, they were dragging him on Twitter. And I don't really know, like, like what was wrong with what he said. Let me go ahead and show you what he said. Because they called him a messy bottom the whole day on Twitter. And I'm like, anything that they, you know, whenever Beyonce is a topic of conversation, people get so upset. And it's like, people have the right to have their opinion. Let me play y'all what good old Tank said. All right. I always want to give the credit to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Who is Beyonce? Right? Beyonce, yeah. The greatest of all times, right? We always want to... Notice what you said about Busta Rhymes. You said Busta Rhymes and Swift Star on stage. That's what you just said. Okay. Busta Rhymes, Busta Rhymes is... So oh, that's Beyonce I'm and Kelly Rowland. That's, that's, that's what I'm... I like the correlation. Yes, yes. Kelly Rowland is by far one of the most talented right. females I've ever worked with in my life. Wow. By far. Wow. And I'm sitting in the studio like, you hear these harmonies? Do you hear... Do you hear her... Do you hear the text? Do you hear her... Her change in dynamic? Do you hear... Right. Are y'all hearing this? Right. I never knew because wow. I gave all the credit to Beyonce. That's right. how the business of Destiny's Child was set up right. to adore Beyonce. Mm. And then I finally got in the ring. Okay, let me come back on the screen here. So that is what Tank was saying. He was saying that basically the business of Destiny's Child was set up to adore Beyonce, to make Beyonce, you know, the head. It was about Beyonce. Um, so I don't think he told any lies. I just don't. But of course, this is what, you know, people were saying on Twitter. So these are just like some of the comments. Somebody says, Tank speaking on Destiny's Child like their careers didn't launch a century ago. Somebody else says, Tank is a messy bottom. You could have gave Kelly her flowers without mentioning anything about Destiny's Child or Beyonce. You just want to be seen. Somebody else says, um, R&B icon Tank speaks on giving Kelly Rowland her flowers, which unfortunately further pushes the narrative on Beyonce that we are all too familiar with. I've already seen a TikTok video and their same clips with comments praising Kelly at the expense of Beyonce. So those are just some of the comments. I don't think he did anything wrong. Like I don't understand why when somebody has an opinion that's not just constantly praising Beyonce. Y'all know I'm a big Beyonce fan. You know what I'm saying? I love Beyonce. I think she's extremely talented. 
but let's not act like she was not placed to be the forefront of that group. Okay. Be destiny's child was not necessarily destiny's child. It was Beyonce's child. Let's keep that real. Beyonce was the head singer. She got a lot of the best parts. Everything was mechanically geared around Beyonce. So that way, when she eventually went solo, which everybody kept telling you, you need to go solo, you need to drop a solo album. Because they always placed her on a pedestal above the other girls. You know, even when the other group members got replaced, Latoya and Latavia, Beyonce was never going anywhere. You know, and Fire Franklin, when she was there, they got rid of her and then brought in Michelle. When you think of Destiny's Child, people always praise Beyonce. Kelly Rowland also dropped a, a album, several albums, and her albums have been a bop. I mean, Kelly has a lot of good music, but for whatever reason, it's like, it just seems like she's always been in Beyonce's shadow. And so I like the fact that Tank was praising her and saying, you know, she is really talented. She really can sing. You know, she doesn't, it's not like she's hiding her vocals behind Beyonce or that the reason why she got to where she's at is just because of Beyonce. Like Kelly can actually hold her own in the studio. Kelly is very talented, beautiful, multifaceted. But yeah, there's this whole thing where people put Beyonce on this huge pedestal and they put the girls down here. So I don't understand like why, you know, some of the Beehive members are so upset I don't think he disrespected Beyonce. I don't think he put down Beyonce to uplift Kelly. How many times have people wrote blogs, you know, done commentary where they blatantly put down Kelly and Michelle and uplift Beyonce? And nobody has a problem with that. Remember, because y'all don't forget shit. This is like back in 2015. I did a video on it. There's a whole hashtag called poor Michelle. Put a ticket for y'all remember poor Michelle. There was a whole hashtag called poor Michelle and what people did beehive. They ended up finding every clip where Michelle made a mistake, where she danced off beat, where she fell on one Oh six in park, uh, where she had to dance on magic Johnson. And because he had HIV and the other men didn't, everything was poor Michelle. It was a mess. This was bad. Yes. It was a whole hashtag called poor Michelle. And I remember I did a video on it. it was, I mean, there was a lot of funny clips too. Cause I remember when she came out, she fell and Beyonce looked at her like, bitch, you better catch up and kept, kept out with her little dance. Michelle said, <laughs> I don't even know why Michelle fell like that. Cause they came out from back. They was all walking next to each other. All of a sudden Michelle was like, Beyonce kept right out marching. Like she ain't seen that girl fall. But um, it got so bad that Michelle had to come out and say, yeah, I might be poor Michelle, but my accountant, you know, but my accountant says I'm rich. You know what I'm saying? My account ain't poor. You know, so I loved how Michelle played it off. But I find it very funny that y'all can create hashtags, literally going in on Michelle and acting like she didn't contribute some of the best, best vocals. After all of this darkness and sadness. I can't sing like her, but that is my part, honey. I'm a survivor. She had the best hook. She had the best part on Survivor. I don't care what y'all say. I love Michelle's part. Even on um, I need a soldier. She she has some she, Michelle has some good songs. Okay, she has some good verses. But it's very interesting how they can be whole hashtags going in on Michelle. Kelly can be ignored, 
And nobody ever says, oh, you guys are, are stepping on poor Michelle to uplift Beyonce. You guys are stepping on poor Kelly to uplift Beyonce. Nobody ever says this. But the second take just even just, you know, gives Kelly a little bit of praise. Like, yo, Kelly's really talented. Hell, I was surprised. I thought Beyonce was the only real vocalist. Kelly, you know, was really doing her thing in the studio. Oh, how dare you step on Beyonce to uplift Kelly, you messy bottom. That's all you do. You're just a messy bottom. I'm like, really? He didn't say it. He didn't say fuck Beyonce. Like, calm down. He gave Beyonce her props. But what he's saying is that so many times people were just literally taught to adore Beyonce and everything's Beyonce, 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 as if Kelly and them didn't do anything in Destiny's Child. That's all he's saying. You know, so I was here. I'm, I'm here for it. You know, I just, I, I like them all, but I'm definitely a Beyonce fan. Like I'm, I'm you know, I, I love Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? But I do see how people constantly, constantly put her on a pedestal above everyone else. You know, like even when she had her kid, I believe when she had, yeah, when she had Blue Ivy, because I don't think it was much fanfare with the other kids. I don't even know the other kids' names, child. But I remember when she had Blue Ivy and people were cussing out Michelle. <laughs> Y'all gonna leave poor Michelle alone. They were dragging Michelle on Instagram. Like, bitch, don't you know Beyonce had a baby and you ain't post nothing yet? They were going in on Michelle. And once again, Michelle had to come out and be like, why do, I don't have to post anything about Beyonce on my Instagram page. I actually have her phone number. I can, do, 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 do. hello, hey, Beyonce, hey, girl, congratulations. We're going to be up there about 7 o'clock tonight to come see the baby. I can actually call Beyonce. Y'all weirdos can't. Y'all remember Kelly had to come back on Instagram and snap because y'all was cussing her out and saying, how dare you not post congratulations, Beyonce. A lot of y'all have just... Uh, <sighs> Y'all have literally turned Beyonce into a god. And if these other girls are not praising Beyonce, y'all are mad. If Kelly is not up at the crack of midnight on September 4th, posting a Beyonce, a happy birthday Beyonce message, y'all are dragging Kelly. I always knew you were a hater. It's 1201 and there's no happy birthday Beyonce post. Fuck you, Kelly. You weren't the best anyways. Y'all get so upset. And these girls actually know Beyonce and they can call her. That is like their sister. But when it's Kelly's birthday, I don't see none of y'all Beyonce's comments saying, hey, Beyonce, it's 12 in the afternoon. Where's your Kelly Rowland post? Nobody says that to Beyonce. But let it be 12.01. Y'all are going out for Michelle and Kelly because they haven't updated and posted anything about Beyonce. Y'all are strange people. <laughs> They go so hard for Beyonce. It's insane. I have seen so many people step on Michelle and Kelly over the years to uplift Beyonce. And we're just like, oh, well, you know, that's Queen B. It doesn't matter. But the second somebody gives Kelly rolling praises, y'all are mad. It doesn't make any sense. When Kelly had her baby, nobody demanded that Beyonce jump on Instagram. And you know what I'm saying? Write, write, write a, you know, congratulations message to Kelly's child and i'm sure you know beyonce was there and you know they talked on the phone and you know what i mean because they're very close beyonce just doesn't live her life on social media and that's one thing i do love about beyonce i like the fact that she keeps that mystique that's why to me she's probably one of my favorite celebrities because she keeps that mystique she reminds me of the female version of prince 
You know, you only see Beyonce when she wants to, you know, drop some Ivy Park. When she got something to hawk, you will see Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce will log into her damn Instagram account. Jay-Z, what's my password? Blue Ivy 217. <laughs> Go ahead, log in. Ivy Park Collection, dropping in a week. Bye. <laughs> That's the only time you see Beyonce on the gram when she's trying to hawk some shit. Either some new music, Ivy Park, Mar- Ivy Park merchandise, or, you know, showing off her baby bump. Other than that, Beyonce, she don't give a fuck. Beyonce's living her best life. She's made her money. Okay? And I like that about her. I really do. I like that mystique. Because a lot of you other celebrities have turned me the hell off. I, I have stopped unfollowing a lot of celebrities because of Instagram and Twitter. I realize most of y'all are crazy as cat shit and have nothing going on outside of just being famous. Just, hey, you guys, what are you guys doing right now? We're not doing anything. We're watching you. What are you doing right now? Like, just bored. Just, just going live every five minutes, wanting to argue with fans, crying about bullying, but then won't stay off of the gram, won't stay off of Twitter. All they do is harass me. How about you stop going live every five minutes? Go find something to do. Go be famous. I like that mystique. I grew up in a different era. So this whole, you know, knowing everything that a celebrity is doing. Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm over here. Hey, I ate this today. Oh, I'm breastfeeding my child in the middle of Home Depot. I, we don't care. Who asks who for this? We don't care. So that's why for me, I will always like Beyonce because she does keep that mystique about her, just like Prince. You're only going to hear from Prince when he got something to sell. When he, you know, when he's about to drop an album or some new music. Or, you know, Prince don't just sit his ass on social media like that. He's not pulling up to nobody's red table talk. You know, he's not pulling up anywhere right now. But y'all get what I'm saying. So I, I like that part. I like that part, you know, about Beyonce. That she does, you know, she keeps it very demure. You know, you don't really see her like that. Even Jay-Z. Now, I'm not saying they don't have burner accounts. So don't get it twisted. Just because she doesn't log into her Beyonce account does not mean that she doesn't have a burner account. Trust and believe she's in the shade room under some anonymous uh, name. You know what I'm saying? That you would never know. She's probably in there arguing with people. Listen, I say something bad about Beyonce. You might be really arguing with Beyonce. You don't know me. Oh, I mean, you don't know her. <laughs> like Beyonce, is that you? You can tell a lot of these folks got burner pages because they get too upset. I'm like, you're going a little bit too hard for somebody with no picture and two followers. Is that you? Some of these celebs really be having burner pages. Remember, that's how Erica Mena got caught up. She had a burner page and they used her burner page for her babies. <laughs> Instagram, um, Kalani, she got blasted with a burner page. So a lot of them be having burner pages. So I would not be surprised if Beyonce has a burner page. But, you know, that aside, I just like the fact that she don't be on social media 24-7. But y'all need to stop this whole, you know, Destiny's child, you know, is Beyonce's child and everybody else is down here and Beyonce's up here. I like all of them. I think they made a good group. I love their music. So I'm here. I'm here for what Tank said. I don't think he told any lies. That's my personal opinion. They said Kevin Durant had a burner page. Wow, I didn't even know that. 
Kalani was arguing with somebody. I forgot what it was, but she got discovered with her burner page. She forgot to log out. There's a lot of people with these weird fake accounts. I just don't have the energy. I got something to say. It's going to be coming from my page. I don't have time to be trying to argue people back and forth and log into this account and that account. I don't care that much about social media. It's not that serious. Let's see here. Um, Andrea B said, "1999." She says it's lame that people always do this with Destiny's Child. Real fans give the big three their flowers. We don't treat them like luggage. Now I need Kelly to get back into the house, back into house music, and be the queen over there. Yeah, I definitely love when Kelly dropped that album. She had a lot of really good hits on there. Um, but yeah, they've always pitted DC three against each other, and I never understood why. Because I think they were like one of the best girl groups. Like every single Destiny's Child album, you can play from start to finish. Start to finish. I remember when the first one dropped, Writings on the Wall, which is probably one of my favorite. I like them all. But that's one of my favorite songs. I mean, like albums. And I remember the song on there is so good. That's still one of my favorite songs. I'm doing so, 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 so. I'm doing so, 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 so good, 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 good. Y'all got to listen to that if you haven't. But there's a lot of really good songs on that album. And then Survivor, like all their albums are good. And I remember they saw I always have like those prayer songs, you know what I'm saying, where they be praying and singing. I don't know, Destiny's Child was that group. And I just hate the fact that it's always like the fans pitting them against each other, you know, because they were all good. They all played their role. So that's what I liked about them. Um, let's see here. Janelle says it was called Beyonce and them, Love You T. <laughs> Not Beyonce and them. Thank you for the super chat. Um, greatest of these in love. This is why Wendy called them Beyonce and the girls on a phone interview and Beyonce got upset. Yeah. Because people did always used to like put her up in the forefront and she didn't like that because those were her girls. They were like her sisters, you know? But the way she was marketed, she was marketed to be the head person the person that everybody looked up to and adored. So that's the truth. Um, let's see here. Leanna Wood says, why can Beyonce escape Destiny's Child's shadow, but Kelly can't? Constantly bringing up Beyonce diminishes Kelly as a successful solo act. I definitely agree. Definitely agree with that. Thank you. Um, Kirby Wiggins sent 10 says, Kelly is a triple threat. She can sing, dance, and act. She is great at it. Yes, she is. Thank you for the super chat. Brian M says, I tried to say LaToya Luckett can't sing either. And her music is, oh, they tried to say that LaToya Luckett couldn't sing. But her music is amazing. Kelly and LaToya have always been overlooked. I blame the serial cheater, Matthew, and the media. <laughs> yeah, Matthew knows, definitely knew what he was doing. He was definitely going to push his child to the forefront. But yeah, uh, LaToya is really good too. Um, Let's see here. Andre B says, I guess we can say the same about any group that has a lead. MJ, Diana Ross, Patti LaBelle, et cetera. That's very true. Um, 9B it, wait, 9Bit Max says, I will never stop until you ban me. Ban you from where and what, sir? Thank you for the $5 super chat. Um, let's see here. Amari says, hey, T, did you see what Biden said regarding China? No, not yet. I'm at the Google. I just hate, I can't, I can't take him talking 
Like, he just puts me to sleep. I don't feel anything genuine from him. I'm ready to nod off. I'm going to have to Google what he said. Um, Let's see here. Taylor Jordan says, <clears throat> love you, T. I'll catch the live tomorrow. Just want to show some love to my beautiful favorite YouTuber. You're the queen of content on this platform. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Now, before I go, because I hit the two-hour mark, I got to really get up out of here. Um. Yeah, Sleepy Joe, Old Man Joe, I just, let me talk about the school situation before I go. I want to say that till the end, in case they kick me off of here, it's the end. Um, so we had the situation with the teenage gunman who had went into the elementary school, <clears throat> and he shot, what, 19 kids, and I think like two, three teachers, and this was like two days ago. Now, what is really disturbing about this entire situation is that, of course, now they're trying to say that the guy was bullied, he was picked on. I just, I'm tired of this narrative, <clears throat> and I don't know if it's the media putting out there or social media, of because somebody was bullied that, you know, that justifies it doesn't. Who remembers when I went in about that Timothy, uh, what's his name? Timothy Simpkins situation. That also, funny enough, happened in Texas. <clears throat> Remember, in Arlington, Texas, you had the black boy who was a shooter. He went in and shot the 15-year-old boy that had gotten into a fight earlier that day. He shot the 15-year-old, he shot two other people, and he shot a teacher. Remember when I said in that video, people kept trying to excuse it because one was a black shooter. So you had people in the shade room. So many people on social media excusing this young boy's behavior because the mother came out and said he was bullied. I said, I don't give a damn if he was bullied. We've all been bullied. That does not give you an excuse to come into a school and start shooting at people who have nothing to do with your situation. The people that he shot outside of the, the one boy, they weren't bullying him. The teacher tried to break up one of the fights and he shot the teacher. Thank God nobody died. <clears throat> but people made so many excuses for that young boy. And I said, make sure y'all keep the same energy if the same thing happens at your child's school. We need to condemn all acts of violence, especially when it comes to the schools. Because that is the one place that we have to send our children to. And we expect if we send our children to school that they come back home safe. I talked about this in October and I got drugged and, oh, you're just being mean. He was bullied and, oh, well, F that little boy, he shouldn't have been bullying. But then what happened? It came out after a thorough investigation. It came out that nobody had bullied him, just like I suspected, which I swept him down. I was reaching and being mean to this little boy. Let me uh, share my screen here. This was the article. Came out. Bullying played no role. Arlington's police chief says he does not believe bullying played any role in this month's school shooting at Timberview High School in the Mansfield ISD. Hello, everybody. Good evening. I'm Steve Eager. Shortly after the shooting, which injured two students and a teacher, Timothy Simpkins got an attorney and said he'd been the target of bullying. The family of the student, who was shot several times, denied those claims tonight. The police chief said 
it was the shooter, Simpkins, who participated in, quote, high-risk activity leading up to the fight that day. All right. I just want to play that clip. So, again, you had a lot of people co-signing that bullshit with this young boy just because he was black. We were supposed to give him a pass. But had that been a white boy, like I said in my original stream, there'd be no passes given. No one should be getting a pass because they were supposedly bullied and we're okaying them to go into a school and shoot at people? Absolutely not. I, I would never co-sign some, you know, bullshit like that. So now fast forward a few months later, we had this other idiot who went into an elementary school and literally just indiscriminately shot a bunch of kids between the ages of like nine and, and 11 years old. Very, very disturbing. But I want to show y'all this video. Because this video is not getting as much views as, well, I guess they do now. Yes, they didn't have as much. They got a million views. I want y'all to watch this. I've been speaking with people all day. It seems as if everyone has a personal connection to, to what happened. It's not just that it seems like it, Chris. It's because they really do. And um, truly, this is really a horrific nightmare for all of them. It's heart crushing. In fact, Chris, behind me here at the Civic Center in Uvalde, there have been so many people who have come here today throughout the day uh, seeking counseling, including I spoke with a mental health worker moments ago who told me that includes many of the victims' families who came here um, to try to figure out with the help from counselors how to explain to their surviving children what happened here. I also just spoke to a, a Uvalde High School senior named Ivan Arellano, whose best friend, his little sister, 11-year-old Leila Salazar, was killed. So he told me he came here to clear his head about that. And then he told me that he knew the gunman very well, and he wanted to make something very clear about him. Here he is moments ago. Salvador Ramos was a boy who was not bullied. He would try to pick on people but fail, and it would aggravate him. I'd like to get that out of the way. He was not bullied. He, prior, I don't see this covered, and I'm going to put this out there. He would hurt animals. He was not a good person. He would go to the parks and try to pick fights. Much more from Arellano tonight on News 8 at 10. And we also learned today that President Joe Biden will travel here to Uvalde. All right. So y'all just heard that young man. Let me come back on the screen. Respect to that young man at the end who came out and said, first of all, he was not bullied. He was always trying to start shit with other people, pick on other people, and then getting his feelings. If the people that he was trying to start stuff with if he wasn't able to, like, you know, get under their skin. He also stated that um, he used to hurt animals, like kill animals. And that, to me, is very psychotic. Because we all know, you know, animals, they can't, you know, protect themselves from humans. And when somebody is purposely killing cats and dogs, that's a sign of, like, sociopathic behavior. Because then if you're willing to kill an animal that way, Next, you'll probably move to humans. So I think at this point, we need to stop 
making all these excuses and just say bullying. Some people are just really evil. You know what I'm saying? We're dealing with a lot of just demonic stuff in this world, a lot of evil. And you have to be a very wicked person. Like, I'm even tired at this point of the mental illness excuse. Like, yes, mental illness is real. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to minimize it. But at what point do we just call evil evil? Because I don't see how, as an 18-year-old, you go into a classroom with kids who have done nothing to you, have nothing to do with what you're going through, and you just blow them away. And some of the injuries of these kids were so bad that they had to be identified by DNA. So meaning, like, they were unrecognizable because they were shot in the face. And they didn't know whose kid was who. And you don't want the parent to see their kid like that. So they literally have to send in DNA. Just, it's just very, very disturbing. You know, it's just really disturbing, like, all this stuff that's going on. And um, when I've been researching, Texas has had, like, the highest amount of school shootings whatever reason, because there was another school shooting that took place in Texas. It was a pretty big one where 10 people were killed. And this was back in 2018. I forgot that young boy's name who did that. Let me see if I, I had wrote some notes down. But yeah, it was another shooting, though, that went, it took place back in 2018 in Texas. And so a lot of the parents from that school shooting, they've been really speaking up about this as well. Because at that point, they were saying that um, there were supposed to be measures in place, but they don't see where it was. Okay, this is a young boy right here. Um, what's his name? I don't know if he was Russian or something. He was arrested, but it happened at Santa Fe High School. That's the school I'm, I was trying to speak on. It happened at Santa Fe High School, and... His name is Demetrios. Like, there's been so many school shootings, I you honestly can't even keep up. Let me show y'all. Let's see here. Because I have forgot all about this shooting. So this was just in 2018. In Santa Fe, at Santa Fe High School. This was this shooter right here. Okay, let me get, I'm not paying New York Times anything. Hey, when they do that with the ads. But y'all can Google more stuff about that. But from what I'm hearing, like, this is literally, like, at least, like, the fourth or fifth shooting in schools in Texas. I also believe that there's going to be more coming down the pipeline with this. Y'all can read in between the lines. There's going to be a lot more coming down the pipeline with this. You know, Sandy Hook a few years ago was bad enough, but now you're having this. We had the supermarket shooting a few weeks ago in Buffalo, New York. We had, you know, the shooting. Thank goodness somebody died in the uh, subway in New York as well. So it's just been a lot of stuff going on. That's really disturbing. Um, let me see here. Let me read a few more super chats. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. And we have over 10,000 people. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. Make sure y'all hit that like button. Um, let's see here. Taylor sent 20 says, love you, T. Oh, I think you, oh, no, I read that earlier. Thank you. Um, 
Detroit Chip sent five says a lady who worked at the school in Texas last year stated that school is well secured and it's suspicious how a shooter got into that school. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would just think that before anybody can walk in, you know, they would be because usually like even at schools that my kids went to, there's like a front desk person. You have to check in. They got to take your picture. They got to print out a, you know, temporary ID. You can't just walk into the school. So it's very strange that he just walked in. It's not like he walked in. He blew the first person that he saw away. There was nobody there. So I, I don't know. The whole thing is really disturbing, though. Um, Brie Organison 10 says Ruby Bridges was bullied every day and never shot up at school. Love you, T. Love you, too. And that is the truth. And was picked down by grown folks. OK, and still went to school every day with her head held high. So thank you. Um, King Neptune says the point I was making is when the supermarket shooting happened. Facebook was banning people for sharing it, but don't have the same energy when it's black violence. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah, Facebook is always going to be funny, you know, just like how they were trying to silence people who were showing that the shooter wasn't shooting, you know, he wasn't shooting that white guy. He stopped and apologized to him, but then continued shooting black people at the store. That's Facebook for you. Hated since 89 says, my son is in kindergarten. He told me that his teachers were training him to hide in the corner if a shooter comes to his class. Wow. Mm. That's sad, but that's the world that we live in now, that we have to train kindergartners for that. <clears throat> when they really should just be worried about their ABCs, they're not having to, like, train in case somebody comes to the classroom. It's sad. Um, let's see here. Megan Frederick says, did you see the Obama tweet about the shooting? It was very disrespectful to the victims. No, I did not. I'm going to have to look that up. I didn't see it, but thank you. Um, Rona Full says, I got into a fight about mental illness versus evil, primitive behavior. I believe some people are closer to that primitive nature scale in human form. Yeah, like I said, I believe, like, you know, people have mental illness, but at, at what point can you just call somebody evil? I just don't think everything is mental illness. I think you have people who want to be attention-seeking, and they want to go out with a bang. And he definitely, that's what he was on. So, thank you. Um, Shauna Michelle says, you hear the cops save their own children first? Damn. I didn't hear that, but I mean, can you blame them? That's your child. I mean, I, I didn't hear that, so I don't know if it's true, but the average parent, you're going to try and rescue your child first. That's human nature. That is your child. So can I be mad at them? No. That's a, that's a tough situation. So on that note, you guys, it's a lot going on in this world, child. Stay prayed up. Stay safe. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know it's getting late. It's almost 10 o'clock. So I'm going to go ahead and get ready to log off here. But thank y'all for coming to this stream. Um, I know it's a lot longer, but because I haven't streamed in a few days, I wanted to give you guys a longer stream. I hope that's okay. 
Thank you to everybody who showed up. Thank y'all for the likes. Thank you guys for the super chats. I appreciate y'all. And um, once again, make sure in case you missed the beginning of the stream, go to lovelyteapodcast.com to purchase your tickets if you want to come to the Atlanta show. So on that note, you guys, I will see you guys later. And once again, thanks for coming through. Stay safe and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.